Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Welcome to all our listeners. However you're tuning in, 1170 in Sydney. We've got 1620 on the Gold Coast. We've got 693 on SENQ. Make sure to download the SEN app on the App Store or Google Play Store. Or if you want to listen uh, belatedly, tune in on the podcast on Apple or Spotify. You just put the Captain's Run, you'll be able to subscribe, and then you listen to it anytime you want. Plus, give at SEN League a follow on Instagram. It's the best place to get all of your rugby league news. Uh, one of the great follows on social media. Really interesting stuff with some of the biggest personalities in rugby league. You've got Smithy, you've got Matty Johns, you've got Brian Fletcher, you've got Brandy, you've got Vossi. So give at SEN League a follow. Now, you can give us a call, one 1170 You can ask Cam Smith all your footy questions, or you can text us in 0457-736-736 and ask us your footy questions. But Smithy, mate, how you been? I've been really good, Kempy. Really good this week. The uh, starting to warm up a little bit mm. up here on uh, sunny Queensland. Blue skies, just a little bit of a... Final smell in the air, a yeah. little bit. You know what I mean? Look, let's get the elephant out of the room. Okay, let's I get wasn't going to bring this Look, up. I, I just get. I will need to get it out. Okay. I need to get off my chest. Okay. Now. Broncos go down by a, a substantial margin. And look, yeah. if you need to get any gloating or anything, you can do no. it now. We're no, in a safe no. space. No, 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 not at all. No, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, very humble in victory. Very humble. Uh, they played well. They played well. I, I, I thought. Um, yeah, I said thirteen plus, didn't I? You did. You were look. To be honest, you pretty much predicted what happened. So you do know you do know your way around a footy field. I was a little bit. I must say, I was a little bit surprised they got to sixty. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think we all were. Um, but uh, yeah, they, good performance by Storm and the Bronx. Well, they're they're just stumbling, aren't they? Ooh. Stumbling as they're approaching the finish line. Yeah. They're stumbling yeah. and they can't afford to stumble tonight. Absolutely. It's uh, really interesting because it's just crazy in rugby league how four weeks ago we're all sitting here going, oh, how good holy, are they? the Broncos are going to win a premiership in the next 24 months. If they how, keep how long ago? They were sitting top four. At what point? Like, Honestly, how long ago? Six weeks? Five, six weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. They were top four. Yeah. It's just incredible. And I was carrying on like a pork chop going, we're above the storm on the ladder. <laughs> And then we get pumped by 60. You did a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right because like the last couple of years, they haven't been so great. Like it was yep. a wooden spoon and then into 14th. And then yep. this year, huge improvement. But oh, 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 I can only imagine though, if they don't make the finals, mm. you'd be disappointed. Oh, them. mate. Disaster. Disaster. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting because at the start of the year, if you had said, oh, we'll finish ninth, I think most fans would have said, oh, that's, you know, that's a good... That's a good movement mm-hmm. up the up the table, but because of the standards that the players have set and the club have set, yep. uh, we now expect more because we know the boys can do more and the club mm. can do more. So, uh, yeah, look, really, really interesting times for the Brizzy, Brizzy Broncos. Hopefully they can turn it around. But the contract talk, it just gets louder and louder. Benny Hunt, Latrell Mitchell and Cam Munster, three of the biggest names in rugby league, mm-hmm. have all had contract talk over the last week. Let's get into Benny Hunt. So... The Dragons have reportedly lowballed uh, Benny Hunt with an offer of uh, 700k extension, whereas his management is asking for 850k. And I just, I guess, you know, he's in the time of his career. He's about 32, and and most players that are of his, I guess, 
level mm. seemed to be able to play till about 35, 36. Yep. So this is one of his, I guess, last contracts, I'd say. So he's after 850. And, and how, many, how many years, though? Two years? I, th- I think two to three years. I think okay. two to three years. And so, but he, I think he's actually taking a pay. So he's gone to them in, in a reasonable manner and said, look, mm. I'm willing to take less than the million that I'm on or around a million that I'm on. Yep. And they've gone to him and said, no, nah, we, we go even lower, 700K, which he, is interesting because there's other players in his squad that if you believe the top 100 list mm. are on more than 700K, which is bizarre because how can you have Benny Hunt on less than anyone else in the squad? Yeah. Well, he's been their best player this year mm. by a country mile. <laughs> A country mile. Mm. Like he's, he's every chance of winning the Dally M. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know. I just, I don't get that. It's a little bit like the similar situation to the Melbourne Storm, where, mm. they, where they come out and, and it was reported that they offered Cam Munster, what, 700. They said, mate, we need, you need to take a massive pay, uh, haircut mm. or pay cut, both, um, on, on your current contract. And they prioritise other players. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's a little bit confusing. I, I just don't, I don't know why or how this happens with with clubs. Mm. When you've got your your best player, your most influential player, and then you say, "Mate, we need you to take a pay cut." Mm. I just don't get that. When he's already offered to take a pay cut. Uh, yeah, I don't get that. like another pay cut from yeah. what he's offered. Yeah, because he's on like reportedly on what a million, maybe a touch over. Mm. Um, and that's like that's that's that's. Great from him saying, saying, right, I'm coming towards the end of my career. Mm. Um, I understand that we need to try and retain a few young players at this at this footy club. Mm. I'm willing to take um, take a bit of a cut here, but um, yeah, it's it's a strange one. Given given what he's done for that footy club this year, like you, you just got to think of it this way: take Ben Hunt out of the Dragons this year. Like, where are they? Honestly, they're, they're the like, obviously the he repl- he's replaced by someone, yeah. so it's sort of hard to. <laughs> It, it's it's hard to say, like. But who would you replace they, him with? They'd be last, but that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I d- I don't know. I just don't know where they'd be without him. So, for that for the club to say, oh look, no, we're not happy with eight fifty. We'll, t- we'll give you seven hundred, mm. particularly with the season that he's put in, mm. and he, and he's currently contracted there next year as well, isn't yeah. he? That's right. Yeah. So is it is it an extension on? Yeah. On top of next year. Yeah. So, so it's it'll an be extension. like a, so it'll be all up three years. Yeah. So twenty three, twenty four, twenty five. Yep. I think they're mad. Mm. I, I think I think they're mad not to yeah. do it. I, I to mate, extend him. I totally agree. And I think that this is one of those. Look, I I totally get from a club's perspective negotiation. You come in as low as possible, mm. and then you you move a little bit, and it's all part of negotiation. That's like one hundred and one. You go in as low as you can, so that if you do move up a little bit, they feel like that they've had some a win, mm. and that's just the way negotiations are. But I do feel like sometimes when a player is coming to you like Benny Hunt and being very reasonable and mm. saying. I'll take 850k because I understand as a leader of this club, mm. I think you've got to meet him immediately there and yeah. build that trust. Well, and that also, like, you, you need to be a little bit creative too to to be able to keep a player like Ben Hunt. Like, you'd say, yeah, right, mate, we'll give you 850, but then you know, year on year, let's go 50 less, 50 less. Yeah. So you go 850, 800, 750, mm. because you know you're trying to retain players throughout those three years, um, particularly younger ones. And you just explain to him, just say, mate, you're going to be a year older each time. Mm. And, and and history suggests that, you know, you tend to slow down year on year. Mm. Um, so we're just going to dock you and, and just see what he comes up with. Yeah. He might say, yep, mm. I'm, I'm happy with that situation. Do I you, don't know. Do you think that, like, I'm sure that, you know, it's totally fine or whatever. But 
is there a chance that Ben Hunt goes, well, okay, then this this is more of a business discussion then, you know, mm. because you've come in at 700K. Mm. We all know that I'm worth more than that, and I've mm. been quite reasonable. Mm. Do you think there's a chance that this opens the door now for other clubs to come and go, absolutely. well, you know, we can, we'll, we'll come and offer you a million? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I don't know whether clubs will offer a million. I'm, I'm not <clears throat> suggesting that other clubs will do that, but mm. I, I think if, if Ben Hunt has, has tossed out there that <clears throat> he's happy to pay for eight, play for 850. Mm. I'm sure there'll be clubs sniffing around that mark. Mm. Oh. If 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 the if the Dragons aren't willing to pay that, I'm I'm sure I'll well, just have a look at like he's had an outstanding season. He was one of the best players in the State of Origin mm. series. Like he would have I dare say he would have come close to winning the Wally Lewis medal. Yeah. With his three like his performances across the series. Mm. Um you know, so he, he's far from Falling off the cliff mm. as far as as far as his performances are concerned, you could argue he's literally playing the best footy of his career. Possibly, um, I, I honestly think that you know I, I actually feel that there would be clubs out there that I would pay a million dollars for him. Yeah, okay. I really believe that because the, just the absolute shortage of genuine halves, genuine high quality halves. Yeah, but, no, I agree. You know, you go as far to say he might be the Australian hooker this year. Yeah. So you're buying the Australian. <laughs> Number nine, you yeah. Know? yeah. And so, like, look, I, I, I personally think 850 is very reasonable. And it's probably where I would, if I'm a club, that's where I would love to land with him yep. in, a, in a fair deal, especially a club like the Dragons who aren't even playing finals footy. No, that's right. Um, and so. then they also got a thing too, can be like, if, say they lose him, like, who do they pick up? Mm. Yeah. It's like no, who, there's no one on the market. Look at, look at the amount of clubs that are dying for a good half. Yeah. Like, like I, for example... Chad Townsend, when he was signed with the Cowboys, the 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 negative press that he got of like, oh, I can't believe they're signing Chad mm, Townsend mm. for the for the Cowboys and it's eight hundred k, it's too much or whatever. Now Chad Townsend is a really good solid half, and look what he's managed to do yeah. there. Yeah, and it just shows you like, uh, you know, I'd say Benny Hunt's in better form. Yeah, it's, it's just, individually. Yeah, oh mate, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, and and already already the the money that the Cowboys spent on Chad Townsend. It's he's repaid them. They're yeah. going to finish top four. It's it's incredible. Literally, like it's amazing what he's managed to do there. Hines as well. Yeah. Uh, Reynolds as well. Like hopefully we finish in the top eight. <laughs> but I mean, to be yeah. fair, to be fair to Reynolds, let's say we don't finish in the top eight. Mm. I tell you what, ninth's a lot better than fourteenth. Yeah, of course. You know. So. Yeah. Um, and Ezra Mam, I think his development under Reynolds has been really good. I mean, he's had a bit, last couple of weeks have been a bit tough. But anyway, now on to the Cam Munster mm. chat. And, mm. and Latrell Mitchell has kind of been thrown in now. Now, this is a really interesting one because so Wayne Bennett came out and he specifically said when Latrell Mitchell's on the market, we would love to have a, a, a chat with him. Mm-hmm. And Rabbitohs have come out and said quite strongly, basically, like, you know, we have massive plans for Latrell and he's not second. Almost as if to say that, um, you know, Wayne was only going to go after Latrell if he couldn't get Munster. Yes. And then Rabbitohs kind of implied you know, Latrell's our number one man. We're yeah, not, yeah, you know, yeah. waiting for whatever. <laughs> um, but the Cam Munster situation, this, this, it's, it's, it's bizarre because you can, you can watch Braith and Astro on NRL 360 mm. in real time to go, going through the negotiations. Yeah. One week they're going to the market. The next week the Storm will up their offer. Oh, it's looking, it's looking more likely. It's like right now, I would say Storm might be in the box seat to sign Munster. What do you think? Yeah. Well, this one, like this has had so many twists and turns yeah. this year so far. Like, mm. Uh, we just mentioned there they they come out um, earlier in the year and said, "Mate, you, you got to take a 
big pay cut. Mm. We've only got seven hundred or seven fifty, I think it was that they that they said they had mm. for him. Braithen Nasta, Cam Munster's agent, said, "No, oh, look, we're going to be. We'll, we'll just wait and see. We'll we'll go on the open market and see what happens." The Dolphins have been very vocal about um, trying to acquire Munster's services for a long time, mm. for a long time. Even though he's not allowed to negotiate, although that date's nearing, um, they 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 haven't been um, shy in saying, "No, we want Munster." Mm. And they were they were talking about even trying to poach him for next year. Yeah. Even though he's still contracted. Wow. So must have come out and put that to bed and said, No, I'll be at Storm yeah. in twenty three. But um yeah, somehow they've they've been able to up the ante and mm. what they're in the ballpark now, is that what they're saying? They're they're saying that the storm are getting closer. Getting closer to mm. what uh what Cam Munster's after. And this is this is and we've been how long ago did we say this? Like when this news first broke about Munster having to take a pay cut, like we just thought what we were confused yeah. as to why the Storm would do that. Mm. I think he's shown over the last half a season mm. that he is their most influential player. Mm. I mean, you could argue he's one of the most, if not the most influential player in the comp. Mm. You know, look what he did in Origin Arena. Yeah. Um, you know, look what he does in the Storm side each week. Yeah. Uh, and he's a guy, like like now, like he's played fullback for the last couple of weeks and dominated. Oh, my God. Like he's been one of the best... Plays in the comp, playing in a different position. It's crazy. It's it's you know what I mean. Crazy. So not only are you getting a guy that that uh, has a huge impact on the team's performance, just him being there, he can play multiple positions. Mm. Mm. Like that just that that's that's value in itself. Yeah, no mate. So it's, uh... I think I, I I'm not sure what was going on earlier in the year when that when they when they come out and they said, oh look, we this is all we've got for you. I was really surprised by. I'll that be honest and shocked. I, 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 my my personal opinion at the time, I thought that they were playing a bit of chicken with him. Right. They knew they had time. Yes. Okay. As we get closer to that November first, yeah, I think that they they tried to go in really hard early, and, mm. and I guess you know. But what hope... do you do? But I don't know. Why do you do that for? I know. Like yeah. we all know he's a champion player, yeah. Yeah. And, and like yep, he had a few issues at the end of last year, and and that was all sorted, and he mm. and he made. The thing that was surprising on the back of it was so much positive talk around how he changed his life. Mm. Out of that, out of Melbourne, yeah, out of the storm, mm. all the coaches, all the players, and you know, I'm talking to some of the administration as well, saying, "Mate, like he's he's been so good. He's turned his life around. Different person, training the house down, and then and then sort of you know, contract talks start, and they come out and say, "Oh, look, no, we're we're prioritising these three. Mm. Guys, well, you know, bang, bang, bang. We've signed them. We've retained them. That's great. But, oh, Munster, you're going to have to take a big pay cut here. It's just, anyway, it's starting to sort itself out. It's taken quite some time. Wow. But who knows? I, I'm still not going to say, oh, look. You've got him. Yeah, Melbourne, mm. we, we're going to retain him. Well, I just don't know. I just don't know because I, the Dolphins have got a lot of money to spend, I think. Mm. I, I think that if he does go to Dolphins, we're talking record amount. Yeah, I think that's how. That's how. Wow. You know, it's important that they get him if they can get him. Mm. I will say, say though, thanks Storm, because what else would I be talking about all year <laughs> if you didn't do this? If you didn't low ball Cam Munster, <laughs> I would have nothing else to talk about. So thanks, guys. Oh mate, hasn't <laughs> mate? What a, mate? Braith is just like just every, oh. every night he's on TV. He's just like mate, how good I've got content. <laughs> plus, I'm just pumping up my uh, oh, my client's price absolutely every incredible. time, and he just unleashes the other blokes to talk about it. Yeah. 
It's perfect. It's it's honestly it's the perfect situation. Now we're going to head to a break. After the break, give us a call one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, and we're going to talk about the uh, the Rabbitohs situation because it's it's a really interesting time for the Rabbitohs with Latrell, Cody Walker, Damian Cook. So stay tuned, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith, Smitty. We've got a phone. We've got a phone call here from yes. John. John, you there, mate? G'day, Dan. G'day, Cam. How are you going? Going good, Johnny. What do you got for us, mate? Boys, I'm bringing up about the Ben Hunt situation. We all agree you should be getting 8.50 or more in the Dragons. Probably worth 1.2 at the Dragons, the way he's playing and carrying them. But I feel sorry for the clubs. When when he was there for the first 12 months or 18 months or whatever and and wasn't living up to the, uh, the contract they gave him, you know, and then like players have it both ways, don't they? Because if a if a player like David Fafid is on one point two and he's only playing as a seven hundred K player, he doesn't say, oh, I'll give you some money back. If they want to offload him, they're still gonna to have to make up his, his contract. Yet when the player like Payne Haas wants more money, it's like you know, it's yeah, it's just weighted too much in favour of the player. Yeah, I I totally get where you're coming from, John. Uh, with with the bigger players, you know the, the the top tier, they've got a lot of leverage, a lot of leverage. But what you don't see is the bottom tier of players that get you know pushed out of contracts, out of clubs, not paid out their full amount, basically told that you know if you don't move on, you'll be in reserve grade. So that that'll drive your value down. Therefore, they kind of like force you to leave. So it where 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 you feel like, and and you're right, like it, it some players they they. They come to a club and unfortunately they don't play as well as whatever they're, they're getting paid. And, and But I do think that that it's kind of counterbalanced by the amount of guys that are on the fringes that also get, you know, I've, I've had a mate um, that was in a, in a squad, re-signed for three years by a specific coach, and this is in the NRL. That coach got sacked a, a, a couple of weeks before the season started. The new coach came in, didn't like him as a player, and said to him, unless you leave... Uh, we're going to put you in reserve grade for the next two to three years and you'll be worth essentially nothing. And so he was basically forced to leave um, and not get paid out his... Get... How does that work? How can't he get paid out? Like, if that went to court, surely he gets paid out the... But the no, club would, no club would touch you if you took a club to court because then they they have to worry about the same situation. So it's it's so put it this way. like Let's say he goes, all right, sweet. I'm going to sit in reserve grade for, for two years. By the time that contract finishes, he he will be worth like minimum because he's been playing New South Wales or Queensland Cup. And if you take a club to court, the the damage that would do to the playing group, the, like a, a player in the top twenty five suing the club would be astronomical, astronomical. I don't get I don't get how you sign the contract then and don't get paid out that amount. I, I just it doesn't make sense. I'm tell, I'm telling you, it happens all the time, all the time, and it's it's basically you can either stay and get and feel like an outcast, um, or you can just go. You know what? Cut my losses. Go to a club that values me. It's going to give me a fair crack at playing first grade. Um, yeah, it, it honestly, mate. I'm telling you, it happens all the time. Now, I'm not. I, I agree with you though. The, the the big dog players, they have a lot of leverage for sure. There's no denying that. Um, but yeah, that that definitely does happen on a regular basis. Fair enough, mate. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Good on you, John. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, great call from John. He's uh, he's right. He's right. You know, you could look at some of these players and you could go, hang on a sec. In the first two years, you were, you were struggling, and we, you know, we gave you 
maybe more than what you were delivering on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it all balances itself out yeah. usually. And there's always a fear too, I think, with those those top-tier players that you're talking about, Kempi, that if a club says, oh, look, yeah, we're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not offering us you know, the value that we're paying you, we'll just let you go. There's always a fear there of when you let that certain player go, they go to another club and it comes back to haunt you. <laughs> yes, that absolutely. You, that you do play better. And, and, you know, like the clubs make a decision to sign players on, on X amount of dollars. Mm. And we've spoken about this several times on our show about it's not just about on-field stuff. Like sometimes guys are signed on big dollars mm. to try and help increase membership numbers, increase uh, corporate value at your at your club, um, sometimes even increase media attention mm. to your club. Yep. That, that just happens. Like mm. when you're talking, that, you know, the big name players like Latrell Mitchell and Cameron Munster and Nathan Cleary, these type of guys, they, they attract revenue um, to your club, mm. whether it be through, you know, the gate, membership, um, you know, sponsors, media, mm. whatever it is. So it's not just – it's a little bit more than just what you're offering on the field. And I know that's what we all watch. Yeah. And we all see that every week, Mm. the 80 minutes that those players play. But they're doing a little bit more for the club outside of playing as well. Mm. Um, But, you know, uh, agree with some of the fans and some fans that are frustrated at times. There is a a responsibility to go out when you are getting paid a a significant amount of money Mm. to be playing well every week. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there were performances on the weekend, huge blowout scores. You could mm. make the argument, boys, you, you're professionals. That's right. There's no reason that you could you just switch off to, in the last 20 yep. minutes. Yep. Um, another factor that doesn't get talked about a lot, in my opinion, and I, I, this sounds extremely pro-player. Pro I, I understand how this sounds, guys, but it, it's just the truth. You know, let, I, I'm not saying at the Dragons this was the case, but there's a very real possibility that the reason Benny Hunt wasn't playing well is because he wasn't being... The, the supported supported the right way. Yeah. Again, I, I don't know that that happened. I'm just saying that mm. it's not always just the players' uh, fault for their form. It could be the way they're being coached or, you yeah. know, they're being told to play a certain way. Or... Yeah, well, well, going back to the – I think it was the start of this year. Remember Josh Adokar, right, the Fox? Mm. I, he hadn't scored a try in, like, the first, like, month or something. I yep. remember talking – I remember talking, interviewing uh, Trent Barrett. Mm. And uh, it was when they were taking on – I think they were, they were playing the Rabbits out mm. at uh, Homebush. This is like Easter weekend, I think it was. Mm. And I spoke to Trent and just did he have concern about um, Josh and, and his lack of um, the amount of tries that he scored because he, he the previous yeah. you know, couple of years he had 20-plus tries. Mm. And he said, mate, like at the end of the day, Josh is a great finisher and he's a great winger, but we just we need to help him. We need to do more on the inside. Mm. So that's what, I'm just backing up what you were saying, yeah. that you, know, like you, you can sign these, these elite players and you can sign them on a lot of money. But... They're not. It's not just a one-man band. Mm. They're supported. They need to be supported by players around them as well. Mm. Yeah, and and to be really clear, guys, there's absolutely been players out there that, you know, have taken shortcuts and not played the way they should play. There's no. There's yeah. no denying that. There's no denying that. But I just there is always more to more. Usually more to the story. Um, but we've got some text here. We've got some text here, Smithy. Mm. Um, Hey, Cam, Dragon's salary cap is a mess. How on earth is Lomax on 700K? Jack Bird and Jaden Sewer on 500K. Uh, paying Hunt 700K per season is admission. Their salary caps needs a repair. Mickey from Mascot. Mm. Well, you could be onto something there, Mickey. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not across everyone's <laughs> everyone's wages in the NRL, mm. but yeah, for you know, sort of Lomax on 700, those other boys on, on 
half a million each. Um, you know, they're, they're quality players. And, and you think about 500,000 these days in the NRL, that's that's a pretty much a standard contract. Oh, you think? Mate. You know what I mean? Blows me mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for it's, sure. it's crazy to think that. Yeah. But like whenever someone who has played, you know, sort of 20 or 30 games, they go and get signed by a club or clubs mm. after them, like, it's just straight up like, oh, I want half a million. Mm. Um, so, you know, like there's there's a lot of. There's a lot of things that go into building a, a, a salary cap and, and building a list. Mm. Um, and that's just three three or four examples there for, for the one club. But, mm. um, yeah, you just, like, who knows what, what, there's another, what, 25 players to fill that list. Mm. We don't know what they're all on. But um, I think the, the, the simple thing is that, I, I, you know, Denon and I both feel that um, Ben Hunt in particular, he, he's, he's got to be worth 850. Surely. At least. Surely. Uh, now, uh, great call from John. Great call from John and great text in there. Uh, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to talk about Rabideau's very interesting situation. Latrell Mitchell, Damian Cook, and Cody Walker all coming off contract around the same time. So stay tuned and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Give us a call, 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Now, uh, the Rabbitohs. Mm. So Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, uh, Damian Cook, Tom Burgess, Lockie Elias, all come off. They all can be signed by another club November first this um, this year. This year. Now, where like Latrell Mitchell will get offered a million by a lot of clubs. Uh, it's just <laughs> by every club. Honestly, that's that's how incredible of a player he is. Now he he's already. What a lot of people don't really realize is that when he went to the Rabbitohs, he was offered already offered a million by multiple clubs, and he declined it because he wanted to go to the Rabbitohs. Right. So he clearly has a passion to be there. Mm-hmm. How do you think they're going to balance this Cody Walker, Damien Cook, Latrell, Ilias, Burgess? Uh, it's a really difficult one because it's it's not like you can get all three guys in the room. Well, you can if you want to. Mm. Maybe the maybe the coach can mm. can talk to them and just say, "Hey guys, understand the situation coming up at the moment." Um, you're all off contract at the same time. Would love you to all stick together, but you know, at the end of the day, you need to go out and do what's best for yourself and your and your family and your own mm. situation. And then really it's just it's up to those three guys having an understanding that if they if they have the ability to, to stay together, then they may have a, a greater opportunity of, of succeeding. Mm. But who knows? Like, maybe, maybe, maybe they don't feel that way. Mm. Maybe, like you spoke about Latrell having some sort of, you know, sort of, you know, deep sort of feeling towards the Rabbitohs and him wanting to stay. What, what do the other guys think about staying? Mm. I'm, I'm not too sure. Like, they might be at a point in their life now where they think, oh, you know what, a, a move might be good mm. um, if there's an opportunity. Like, there, you would think there would be, yeah. but there may not be. Mm. There may not be. Um, so that's when if, if if there's opportunities and if there's if there's um, you know people vying for their um, for their for their business that's that's when you're able to go back and negotiate strongly but if there's no one out there let's just, for example and I'm not saying at all that this is a situation with Damien Cook but if there's people out there there's clubs out there that aren't overly interested in in signing Damien Cook mm. getting towards the back end of his career now and they were like well I look Mate, love you as a player, Cookie, but we're 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 right at the moment. Then that that reduces your bargaining power. Mm. You, you know what I'm, you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. 
So I think at the end of the day, it's it's these three guys in particular, and I know you, know, you mentioned a, a handful of other players too, all of contract at the same time. This happens at every club. Mm. Like we just spoke we spoke about the Sharks last week, yeah. about those outside backs, the situation there. It was interesting. All off contract at the same time. It's interesting too because uh, Mulatalo came out and said they'd all had a chat. Well, there you go. Yeah. So this is what I'm talking mm. about. So, like, I don't know. Like, you know, you don't go down and you don't go down the cafe and meet up with these boys and say, hey, listen, let's try and work out a wage where we're going to try, try and help out this club. Like, it's what just, do you want? What do you want? hey, boys, mm-hmm. like, the discussion is, hey, what are you thinking? Like, let's, let's have a crack at another couple of years here together. Mm. But then you walk away with an understanding of, hey, like, we may need to, we may need to, to, to sacrifice a little bit salary wise mm. if we all want to stay together can um you know comparing to if we were to move on to another club that want want our services mm. so say like a latrell mitchell i dare say for him to stay at the bunnies he'd have to stay for under market value mm. compared to what he'd be able to get elsewhere at, at a club that's maybe not going so well at the moment struggling yeah. looking to try and you know improve their position on the ladder, looking to play finals football, looking to attract new sponsors and all that sort of stuff that I was talking about. They, they're, they're happy to pay, you know, million plus mm. for Latrell Mitchell. So that, that's that's where the decision's got to be made, Kempi, yeah. between those three guys. Just, hey, listen, yep, do we want to stay together? Of course we do because we think we've got a real good opportunity to do something special here with the club. But – we have an understanding of okay. Well, when we negotiate, we got to be happy with taking you know a little bit under what our market value would be. Mm. Yeah, no, it's uh, and the good thing for the Rabbitohs is if they keep on this run, and let's say they do have a, a fair crack at the prelim, it's a much easier conversation of like where there or thereabouts for a premiership guys. Where yeah. you know if they fall out of the eight, all mm. of a sudden it's like mm, maybe we aren't. But anyway, on to the Cronulla Sharks. They're pushing to host a week one finals match at points bet stadium if they finish second place. Now, uh, as, as a, lot, a lot of people know, the the semifinal usually goes to uh, a core stadium mm-hmm. to, because they need to seat more people. Well, that's what they say. Obviously going to make more money. Mm-hmm. Shark Park, it's about 10,000 people that it seats, so not that many mm-hmm. people. What do you think? 10,000? I think, is it about 10,000? Felt, felt about 30,000 that, that night of a binge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah. Probably wasn't. Oh, but it felt like that. Mate, uh, look. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great moments in rugby league. <laughs> oh man! Um, what do you what do you oh, think? Look, give them give them a home final. Surely, let them play. Let them play it. Is it points bet? Is it is, what I is it? I think it's points yeah. bet stadium. Let them play there. What's the point of coming second if you don't get? It's not a home yeah. game for them because they they're more than likely who they're going to play. They they can well they can play a number of teams. Well, they can play Cowboys. Storm. They can play Storm. Mm. Um, who else? Possibly what Parramatta? Like I'm talking yeah. about. Could could Parramatta sneak into? I think they can still sneak into that fourth. Yeah. I think if they win both of their games. Well, Sharkies can't finish first, so they won't play fourth. It's mm. it's yeah. So oh, it's it's yeah, it's oh, I, I'd I'd give them the first final at home. Well, Penrith play, is playing at home. How, how many how many people can fit into Penrith Stadium? Yeah, interesting. Like seventeen. Yeah, it would be around. You that. wouldn't get you wouldn't get twenty. You in wouldn't there, get would twenty you? in there, surely. Yeah, you know I mean, surely. so like. Like it's 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 first week of it's first week twenty two, twenty two yeah twenty two thousand okay okay that must be they must just jam them in there wow sardines far out um 
I'd let them play there. Yeah. First I'm... week of finals, let them well, let them play at home, and then say like after that, like win or lose, just say hey boys, first week of finals, mm. you get to play at home. After that, you're you're out. Yeah, you're at Al- Allianz or another stadium. In yeah, it's just Sydney. It's just like they you work so hard all year, and mm. you get literally nothing for it. Well, every other team that every other team that that finishes, um, so first and second and fifth and sixth, they get home finals. Mm. They play at their home stadium. And, and like, I guess, tell me, what would what would Cronulla Sharks as a club want? A bit of extra coin by playing the finals at Thingo, or well, well, I don't know. Winning? I don't know. This is what we we may need to confirm. Our listeners may know this, but I I think the NRL own the finals, Kempi. Oh, okay. They so own the NRL the get the money. Yes. Okay, yes. it's all making sense now, Smithy. So it's the regular season where the yep. where the where the clubs get the gate, mm. the money <clears throat> from the gate. Um, but I'm pretty sure the NRL own the final series. Oh, wow. So that, that's why they'd be saying to the Sharks, you've got to go to Allianz. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay, well, hopefully they can do the right thing. I think yeah. the Sharks, if they finish second, yeah, I do. they've earned Absolutely. the right to um, have a home final. Now, James Tarmout, downgraded suspension. Now, really, obviously, yourself missing uh, a grand final. Mm. So you've, you've uh, you know, been through a situation where a big thing has been coming up mm-hmm. and you weren't out of play due to suspension. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm torn on this, Smithy, but I'll mm-hmm. get your thoughts first. What are your thoughts on the downgrade of the suspension? Um, yeah, look, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I was I was happy with the downgrading mm. of the of the charge. I think what was he charged with grade three? Mm. Was it contrary conduct? Gage, yeah, I think so. Which which would have been how long? Two weeks. Two weeks. Initially, two it was weeks. two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. What did Brandon Smith get? Three? Yes. So he got three weeks. Why, why, was his a grade three contrary conduct as well? I don't know. We, we'll need to confirm that. But um, he got three weeks and he, he called the ref a cheat, didn't he? Yes, he did. Which is a, <laughs> a bit more hectic. That's straight up. He's called hectic. No, cheese. no. Yes. Straight up. Um, you know, and at no stage am I condoning what, what Jimmy Tamo said to the referee, saying mm. he was incompetent. Um, he's gone off at the referee, um, but I, I I don't mind. I, I actually don't mind the downgrade. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, at no stage do we want you know our our youngsters, all all the juniors, you know, looking at James Tamo and and thinking that's okay. Mm. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, this is this is this is not junior football. This is um, high stakes sport. It's it's a, it's a profession. It's a professional situation. Um, you know, for, for those people saying, "Oh, you know, it's a bad look." Yeah, okay, it's it's not a great look. Mm. But at the end of the day, parents need to sit down with their kids, and if they're watching that, just say, "Hey, you see that? Mm. Don't do that. That's yeah. wrong." Yeah, and and he's being punished for it. Mm. He is. He, he's copping a punishment. He's he's missing a week. Um, but yeah, I, I was happy. I was happy with the downgrade. Mm. See, I'm, what, I'm. What are you thinking? See, I'm, oh, you was torn. I'm torn. Okay, if it's his last ever game, I like the downgrade so that he gets to go. I think he's earned the right. To be able to, um, you know, he was earned the right to be able to go out the way. Yep. You know, yep. he should have go one out. last opportunity to play. I, I think so. I just, yep. I think it would be a travesty. He's been such a good servant of the game. Mm-hmm. He's been just, just so good for so long. Yeah. But if he is going to play next, uh, you know, next year or, or whatever mm-hmm. in the in the NRL that is, uh, I think that it should have stayed. So that's why I'm talking because right. we we don't know whether he's going to retire. Okay. Um, but I just think that if so if he, he should have told us. 
yeah, should have announced his retirement. <laughs> no, he should have said, mate, I'm playing on. Okay, you got two weeks. You got two weeks. Sorry, mate. Um, so, yeah, I'm of the mind. I just think that it, if he does go on to play next year, it does open this kind of weird situation where because he's a good bloke, mm-hmm. he gets off. But if a ba- if a air quote bad bloke or a not so or someone with a reputation reputation, of, um, does he get the same treatment? I don't know. Mm. Uh, so yeah, either way, like I'm not put it this way. I'm not like up in arms about it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but if he is retiring, I think it's the right decision. But like in 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 general society, like if someone gets taken to court for something, don't don't they get offered like character references as well? Yeah. Yeah, you know, sure. you know what I mean. So, like, mm. that's like if people arguing the point of, oh, you know, like this is out of character for James Tamo. He's mm. played for a long, long time, and never have we seen like an outburst like this mm. or him talking to a referee this way. So maybe he was given a discount because of that. Mm. But like in 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 general society, if someone gets in strife with the law, they're they're able to give character references as well. Mm. You know, yeah. for, for their character and, and, and their standing in the community, let's mm. just say. Um, so I, I'm okay with it. Mm. I'm okay with it. Like, it, it was it was the wrong thing to do that he did. Yeah. And agree, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't a great look for our game because at no stage do we want to see our officials being abused that way. Mm. Um, but it was in the heat of the moment where he just, I don't know, he, he looked extremely frustrated. As you would be. Yeah. As you would be. Wow. From a really long season that just right from the get-go hasn't gone right for them. Um, and they've had to deal with a lot of things across the entire season. Mm. Um, and he just – he broke. Mm. In the moment, he, he snapped. Mm. And he got it wrong, and he's being punished for it. Mm. He's missing a week of football. Yep. Uh, and, so- if, and, if, and if he does retire – sorry, Campy. Yeah, if he sir. does retire, then – that's one less opportunity for him to play the game he loves. Yeah. So it's a punishment. Okay, we're going to head to a break. But after the break, we've got best hands thanks to Schnitz. See you on the other side. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz. The best hands in the schnitzel business. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to give at SEN League a follow on Instagram or give us a follow on Spotify and Apple. The Captain's Run. Listen to us anytime you want. But we've got Smithy, the best hands. Thanks to Schnitz to have the best snitchels in the game. What do we got here? The best snitties ever, Kempi. Uh, one point goes to Latrell Mitchell. Mm. Uh, beautiful offload to oh, Cody Walker um, for his try against the Panthers. They just snuck home the Penny Panthers. Mm, mm. Liam Martin, he had the fumbles early, but yep. he, he he held right. on to the one that mattered. Oh, what a what, what a line! Seventy eighth minute or something like that. Perfect line. Um, so that's one point. Latrell Mitchell, two points. Dylan Brown's twenty meter cutout pass. Thank you from Mike Acevo to score against the doggies. Bounce back nicely, Para. Mate, are they a chance? Tonight? They're hanging. They're hanging by a thread. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because everyone wants to count them out. There's still a chance to me. There's still oh, a chance. What about tonight, though? I'm talking about Broncos. Oh, tonight. Man. Come on, no, your they're boys. Play no shocking. chance. Okay. No chance. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no good on the road. You reckon? No good on the road. Okay. Like the Suncorp Stadium, Smithy. You know all about that. I do actually. Yeah. I'm, the cauldron, actually. The last, the last loss yeah, I had there was 09, I think. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Far out, Smitty. Oh, man. You're just driving the dagger in deep. Just off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> three points. Scott Drinkwater, though. 
Oh, he's wow. no looker. The no looker offload to Val Holmes. Um, it just set up a beautiful try for uh, for Peter Hicku. They played well, the cows, but the so, big test is is going down to Sydney. Yes, absolutely. Sydney boys on the road. We need to get down there and play well, cows. Well, if you win, want to win the comp, you got to be able to travel, obviously, because yeah, well, they do. Yeah, they do. What well, what they will be hoping to do is have that sort of top four finish, mm. um, and then can they hold on to second? I just don't know. They finished with Penrith. In the last round, they, well, they with, got, without Cleary and Lord. yeah, they got a tough one this week um, in Sydney. Then they finish at home against Penrith. If they hold on to top two, mate, they might win week one. Imagine winning week one in Townsville. Week Stop off, it. sit up in the sun, nice oh, hot, yeah. maybe go over to Magnetic Island go for a little fish. holiday, little fish, yeah, whatever. Um, and then you you play in a pre, you're in a prelim, and wow. you and you play the prelim at Townsville. Holy. Oh, yes, you do, don't you? Yeah, well, they can't make them travel to Sydney. Wow, so I might, brand I might new be stadium tipping. I might tip Cowboys for the win because it's like a – What, all up? No, no, no. Premiership like, this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Huge game for them. Well, they're playing for like – Home semis. Home, home, home semis. Yeah. And, oh, mate, absolutely. So that was best hand thanks to Schnitz. Bite into golden, delicious handcrafted Schnitz. After the break, we'll wrap up the first hour. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to give at SCN League a follow on Instagram. Great page to follow. Also, give the Captain's Run a follow on Spotify and Apple. We've got a text here, Smithy. Yes. Uh, Smithy, given Cowboys form in Sydney, my take on the finals is that if the Cowboys finish second and get the home finals, they go all the way. Right. If they miss out on the home finals and play in Sydney, they don't go all the way. Agree, okay. disagree, Steve from Central Coast. Well, yeah. Well, the, the prelim is going to be a huge game, of course, depending on who they play. Like, it could be – well, you'd, you'd suggest it would be it's like Storm, Cronulla, or Penrith mm. that they have to take on. So that's a big one. Mm. But it, it, it certainly increases their chances. There's no doubt about that. So if I'm in the Cowboys outfit right now, I'm thinking this week in particular, travelling down to Sydney to take on the Rabbits, I'm thinking, hey, boys, huge game for us. Mm. Huge game. Like, mm. this could decide whether we play first week of finals at home or away. Mm. I, I, I agree. That's, yeah. that's a great one. And even an even deeper thing, like, look what we can do for the community, boys. Yeah. We get, we'll get uh, we could potentially get two massive games in the new stadium. Yeah. That'd be the first ever prelim. Well, top four, top four, they're guaranteed two games at home. Mm. Win or lose in the first week yeah. of finals can't be so. But, great for the... But, but finishing top two mm. and playing their first up, Massive. Massive. Massive for the community. Uh, now, we're going to head to a break. But after the break, we're going to discuss how do we incentivize these bottom eight sides? Is it relegation? Is it incentivizing them with winning a cup? So stay tuned. After the break, I'm going to get Smitty's thoughts on uh, how we incentivize the bottom eight. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Give us a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seven zero one eleven seventy, or text us, 0457-736-736, and give at SEN League a follow on Instagram. But we've got Steve from Brizzy here. You there, Steve? Good morning, Beak. How are you? Very good. Going thanks. well, mate. Yes, good. How are you, Pest? <laughs> <laughs> if you remember, I was the first one to call you that. Yeah, how are you, mate? Going well? Yeah, good, mate. Mate, I've got an idea in regards to the NRL and what could be happening at the end of the season to incentivise some of the bottom-paced teams. And, and it goes to, and just give me a minute to explain, it goes to the fact that they want to go to the NRL or the NFL system of, you know, buying the grand finals. So adopt the NFL system of, at the end of this year, you have two conferences. Be it 
The teams that are finished in the odd numbers, 1 through to 17, they play in one conference, and the even teams play in the second conference. Now, you play everybody in your conference once, then you switch over and play everybody else in the other conference once, then you switch back and play your conference again for the second time. It works out that you play 23 games of football with two buys, 25 rounds. But what happens is, when you get to the end of the season, you'll be saying, and you'll be looking at all the teams and saying to yourself as a manager of a side or a coach of a side, we need to get ourselves into the other conference. We need to do this. We need to be more competitive. We can be more competitive over in Conference A than Conference B. Mm. Mm. So, so you're saying that um, that will incentivise teams that are struggling. Yeah, the bottom place. Yeah. You know, when to, you to... say, Rightio, if, if Conference A's got nine teams, Conference B's got eight. So the bottom to play side 17, number 17, you eliminate the fact that he doesn't have to play the top seed for the second time. He plays everybody except the top seed for the second time. Mm. So mm. You, 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 you're saying to yourself, you're sitting 14th in the ladder, but you can see Conference A being a better place for your team to be placed next year. So you're going, fellas, we need to get ourselves to 13th on the ladder to get over to the other conference. Uh, okay, okay. Would, would, is there any chance of tanking games then, if you wanted to say, or is it all well, just well, about there's, manipulate well, there's, where you there's, go? There's, yeah. yeah, there is a chance of that too, but it, uh, anything short of bringing him in the draft system, I just can't see how you're going to do it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look. So, you it's, know, it's, just, it's just one of those things, like I know you've got to, give everybody some sort of hope to make sure that they're playing out for the system. And you'd hate to think that as a, a, a person who's controlling the game at the NRL, that you have to bring a coach or a manager or, or somebody in for tanking a game to try to get across. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Um, no, it's really, really interesting. Conference, so two, two different conferences, and then it pushes, um, pushes teams to kind of, I guess, get across to that other side if, if that is uh, suitable to what they, I guess, it's better for them. It's about, hang on, oh, we should be playing Melbourne twice or we shouldn't be playing Melbourne twice. Everybody has this argument with the draws the way it is now. Is who's got the toughest draw? Who hasn't got the toughest draw? You sort it out yourselves by where you finish in the conference. Mm. Yeah, really, really interesting. Yeah, well, because it, it is, I believe it is a little bit unfair, the draw as it is right now. Mm. I, I don't know what you think about that, Kempi, but you know, some teams play the better sides twice whereas some other sides play the teams that aren't going so well twice. Mm. So, of course, that's going to give you an advantage. Mm. You know, when, you, when you're playing lesser opposition more times than not, then surely that helps you. That gives you an advantage of finishing higher on the ladder. Mm. It's giving you more wins. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a good point. It's a really good point. Thanks, Steve, for the call. Appreciate it, mate. Um, yeah, I guess just furthering that, Smithy, like I, my, my idea, well, it's not my idea. It's actually someone messaged in, mm. but... So when, when I say incentivize the bottom eight size, I'm not saying everyone gets ribbons and, you know, people should be rewarded for bloody... <laughs> Mediocracy? You know, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that at all, no. at all. No. Like, let me be really clear. I don't I actually actively dislike that. Yes. Um, but if there is a way to, to I guess, get them to, to reward, like... The, there's nothing that's going to replace actually winning the comp. So let's be clear. There's nothing like, you know, winning the bottom eight is not going to mean anywhere near to winning um, the top tier sides. But, um, sorry, winning the comp. Mm. But I would say, is there a way where we could potentially, and this got messaged into me, yep. an FA Cup style where yep. we get, 
because uh, basically what the FA Cup is, is in the English Premier League, and, and if you're in like the reserve grade, that's the grade underneath the EPL, the, mm-hmm. the, um, the A, uh, not the A-League, sorry, the Premier League, mm-hmm. you play for a cup and you basically play against teams that aren't even in your division. Yeah. And so I was thinking about with, with League, when, when the, the gentleman messaged me, he said, why, why don't we get like the top four New South Wales Cup sides, the top four Queensland Cup sides, and then during that finals period, again, I'm, I'm not sure about the details, but during the finals period where... The, the top eight sides are f- fighting to win the comp. Yep. These other sides are playing for an FA Cup-style victory. And mm-hmm. I think that ac- that, would, that could actually be the precursor to introducing relegation because if there are teams that are going really well, let's say the Dolphins before they came into the comp won the FA Cup, mm-hmm. it, could, it could show that, hey, hang on a sec, maybe there are some, you know, reserve-grade sides. sides playing that can, in these... Yeah, lower tier competitions. What do you think, Smithy? Crazy? Not crazy? Um, it's a little bit left of centre, but I don't mind it. Mm. But I, I, I just I'd say that like if if that team was full of you know quality players, mm. let's just say like a, a Queensland Cup team or a New South Wales Cup team, they surely they'd be playing first grade. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. That's how that's or how they'd be contracted. Our, with. That's how our system works. It's yeah. sort of like you. All of these clubs mm. in the New South Wales Cup and the Queensland Cup, mm. they're, they're affiliated with an NRL club. Mm. So those players would be going up and, and representing those NRL teams, yeah. making those teams stronger. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, don't mind, I don't mind the idea of trying to build some incentive Cause, because into, I, into those, those bottom eight clubs. Mm. Because I, I actually think that long-term, I actually think that relegation is a good thing mm. because it forces, like put it this way, do you think that those lower tier teams that got blown out, mm-hmm. if relegation was a thing, do you think they play in the same way they played? <laughs> no. Not a chance. <laughs> no. They're playing for their careers. Their yeah, that's lives. right. That's and right. So I, I totally understand that, you know, we're nowhere near ready for something like that. But surely we should like think long term and well, build that, towards it. Well that it. happens that happens in the in the Super League. Mm. So in the English rugby league competition, yeah. the Super League, mm. if you get relegated, I, I think I've I've spoken to guys that have uh, um, Australian players that have gone over to play, mm. and if say they're going to a, a team that most times a team that aren't in the sort of top five or six clubs, mm. and they may be a chance of being relegated to I think is it called the Champions? Is it called oh, the Champions sure. League? As, yeah, not sure. the second tier competition over there. Anyway, um, if they're if if they think there's a chance, they actually they actually have sort of two. They're remunerated for both scenarios. Yeah. So, like, if, we, if we're playing, yeah, if we're playing, if we if if we're playing in the Super League, this is this is the salary you'll be on. Mm. But if we get relegated, this is what your salary be, salary yeah, salary okay. will be because they lose they lose funding. Yeah, absolutely. If they drop down, mm. so that's what that's. I'm just backing up your yeah your um your thoughts there on on players' attitudes towards well, geez, if we're if we're going to be relegated, like. Mm. They're not just going. Oh well, we're gonna we're gonna get the wooden spoon. Just we're not yeah. gonna play. We're not gonna turn up today. Like, hey, this is actually gonna have a huge impact on my earning capacity yeah. and and my lifestyle. Mm. Because if if I stay in the NRL, I'm gonna be paid, you know, two hundred, three hundred thousand. Mm. But if I drop back to New South Wales Cup, that goes back to eighty thousand. Mm. Yeah, it's a so it's a man, you're, you're playing for your livelihood. Literally playing for your livelihood, and also. You know, you could make the argument, and this is very cutthroat. Like, I don't, I don't believe this, but there is an argument to be had where, if you win the wooden spoon, you still the next year you got the same salary cap as everyone else, mm. which is rightly so. We're trying to even out the comp, mm. but there's no punishment. You're getting paid the same 
Yeah. As you're getting paid the same essentially as the team that won the comp is the best is in the, the comp. best in the comp. And mm. I'm not saying that because that's the way. I'm not saying that we need to introduce they get paid less because then you just snowball and they'll have no chance. But I'm saying that like, you know, we need to have some, I guess. Not punishment for winning a spoon, but just some incentive to actually not not win, win the spoon. <laughs> um, so yeah, really. Int- let us know. You, let us know in the. Give us a text. Um, let us give us a text whether you agree or disagree or or whatever. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever go down the draft system? I I well the thing is that I just think that sometimes I look and, and I don't know what goes on behind the NRL and closed doors. But sometimes I look and I just think, are we thinking long term? Like, I, and maybe we are. Maybe there are twenty year plans and ten year plans. Not, not even maybe. There probably is. But sometimes I think, like for example, even with the um, the media side of things of the NRL, like why isn't the NRL building its own infrastructure to record its own games, create its own content, so that it doesn't have to rely so heavily on being paid by other networks to. Like the NFL, I'm pretty sure they film all their own stuff. Mm. And again, th- this is just a sidetrack, but yeah. In the, we're moving into the future where there are the uh, bridge between consumer and NRL is being removed due to the internet. Surely we should be thinking as a game that mm. we should own our own stuff. Own our own stuff. Mm. Um, but anyway, back to the the thing at the Super League, uh, the um, relegation mm. and draft. I actually think that is it almost inevitable that we get to that point. Surely we've got to like keep progressing as a game. Yeah. Because all the best, um, all the best sports in the world do it. Yeah. So why why aren't we doing it? Mm. I, get, yeah. I understand there's reasons for it, but that's my mm. thoughts. What are your yeah. thoughts? Well, the big American sports do it, don't they? Mm. AFL don't, does it? AFL does it. Um, soccer don't. They're mm. all. It's all a it works academies, on a f- isn't it? Free agency mm. sort of thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, they they got academies, so do, and so do we. Mm. Like we have like high performance academies and junior development systems and all that sort of thing, but it's just it's just a free agency. Mm. It's just an outright free agency in the mm. NRL at the moment. Like it's just it's whoever wants to pay the most or a combination of what the offer is as far as your, your salary is concerned and your um, ability to play first grade. Mm. That's 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 where the young players take up um, the contracts is mm. opportunity and I guess a combination of that and and salary. Mm. So if you're a, if you're an eighteen year old, right, and you've grown up, say let's just say you've grown up in Brisbane, mm. um, you've been with the Broncos since you were you know fourteen, you've been to all their junior development camps and all that sort of stuff and blah blah blah. And they say, mate, love to keep you um, as an eighteen year old. Here's two hundred thousand. Mm. But then the Melbourne Storm come in and say, mate, we'll give you five hundred. Mm. That's how we value you that highly. What do you what are you gonna do? Yeah, mate. you're taking the five hundred, yeah. aren't you? Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's just sometimes it's it's circumstance and the opportunistic timing of it all where some, club, some clubs just may have a fair bit of spend at their disposal to offer a player a ridiculous amount of money and they just, they just get them. Mm. Instead of the one club, say, having that development, mm. um, putting time and effort into that, that young player and then not being able to... Uh, retain them, I think that that hurts clubs at times. But I don't know. Like, if you have a draft, does that take out all of that grey area? Yeah. And all of that opportunity for clubs to just come in and poach, um, you know, juniors that have been developed elsewhere. Mm. Like, you just say, right, here's the pool of the best 17 or 18-year-olds, whatever it's going to be. I'd I'd suggest it be 18-year-olds. And say, there you go. 
the mm. team that comes last, you get the first you get the first round pick. Mm. You get the first draft. Yeah. Take your pick. Do you need a front rower? Do you need a fullback? Do you need mm. a winger? What is it? Yeah. And then that person goes to that club and then that's how we try and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the answers. I'm just throwing up suggestions. Yeah. I'm, here. I'm exactly the same. I, I don't know what the answers are. I, yeah. I just there has been a concern in in regards to depth and and um, mm. you know players coming through. And I think that we, you know, we've got some texts here. Some some people saying if it's not broken, why change it? I, I'm not saying it's broken, but I do think that that depth There's, is a bit is a bit shallow at the moment. Yeah, that's um, a concerning part of it, particularly with the new team coming in. Yeah, yeah, it's like all the new team coming in. That's just if if the concerning part of the depth of our talent pool is quite shallow, mm. then a new team coming in, what are they going to do? Where are they going to get their players from? Yeah. They're poaching from other clubs. They're just yeah. picking apart the other clubs and mm. just just minimising the, the standard of, of their squads. Mm. Yeah, That's that's the concerning part. Mm. Uh, i got some more text here. Uh, Kempi, we're never going down the relegation path. The only incentive you can offer the bottom eight sides is salary cap relief. Offer the best of the rest some dispensation so they fight for a chance to pick. Um, so that's a positive pick incentive. Pick up a better player. Yeah, mm. uh, pick up a better player. Well, so you're saying the bottom eight should get more money? Yeah, well, a positive incentive. The, the other option that I was speaking about um, earlier this week was, is there a way to get a bottom eight uh, cup or something where they, they go into their own finals and, and you you know where you're placed, you can win that bottom eight thing and maybe you get not salary cap um you know, a prize relief. money, you mean? Yeah, but you get prize money that can be put into it has it has to be put into development or something like that. Okay. Um, but anyway, I got more text here. Um, uh, Kempi, would you be relegating the Broncos, the biggest club in the comp, to promote Newtown with some old Henson Park? Please, you're kidding. <laughs> um, look, if, if if it was relegation and Broncos got relegated, that's just the way it is. That's yeah. a, that's the way it is. Um, I feel I feel the answer is when rounds are organised for the next season, the bottom two teams should have the hardest draws. Having to verse the top four, top four sides twice. There is no punishment currently for finishing poorly. Players in the top bottom eight sides saying rounds ago that this year is over and they were already preparing for next season. Um, not a good look. Not a good look. How, this is another text. How the hell are West supposed to attract players if they're threatened with losing half of their contract? Um, well, it's it's like all the other te- sports that have uh, relegations. It seems to work. It's. Uh, yeah, look, it's a really interesting thing to talk about. Mm. I don't have the answer, Smithy. I don't think you have the answer no, either. No. Um, but uh, we're just tossing up. We're just tossing up ideas, guys. We're not married to any of these things. If it if it stays the way it is, it stays the way it is. Uh, we are going to head to a break. After the break, we've got plenty to talk about. Plenty to talk about. Uh, we've got uh, Bailey ladders, the young fellas climbing mm. up the Bailey ladders. So stay tuned for that, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Smithy, we've got some uh, breaking news. Breaking news uh, from Danny Wildler. Josh Schuster has told Samoa officials he is not going to the World Cup. His focus is on a big preseason for Manly. Wow. Um, yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, well, so it's a good thing for uh, Manly fans because he's, you know, probably going to be the six next year with four moving on. Yeah, and um, that's a big decision for Josh Schuster to come up with because, like, it's it's no little thing to be um, representing your, your um, country of choice and, and mm. playing in a, in a rugby league World Cup. Um, but the thing with going over there is that he wouldn't return to training until January. Mm. So I, I think maybe someone may have had a little word to him and said, mate, we, yeah. we need a really big preseason out of you. Yeah. Um, to to make sure that you're in the best possible condition to start the year at six, mm. um, yeah, big call. But yeah, well, good on him. 
Good mm. on him for making that. That's a, that's a huge decision for him. Yeah, very mature decision in regards to, you know, putting the club first if, if yeah. they, he's an important player in that team. Um, now, uh, it's time to break down which young players are climbing up the Bailey ladder. They have been worksite trusted for 60 years. 60 years. Crazy. Bailey ladder. So if you need a ladder for the worksite, <clears throat> grab a Bailey ladder. They're the best in the business. What have we got here, Smithy? Uh, yeah, first nomination goes to Jermaine Hopgood. He come off the bench uh, for Penrith. He ran for over 100 metres, made 20 tackles in only 40 minutes wow. of game time. Ripping and tearing. Um, he's going really well, Hopgood. He's off to – where's he off to next year? Is he, is he, is he going to Tigers? I'm not sure. No, he's off, sure. he's off to somewhere. He's off somewhere. Uh, second nomination, Christian Mapapalangi uh, in his NRL debut. Mm. Only 19, had 100 running metres, five tackle breaks, one line break assist, and one try assist. Yeah, he looks um, – and he's actually a 5'8". Wow. So, I mean, don't get too excited too soon, Knights fans. But <laughs> but the positive is he's a, an absolute gun in the lower grades. Yes. Came into first grade and physically, in my opinion, he, even though he's not the biggest body, mm. looked like he handled himself. Yep. No, he played really good, Christian. Uh, but uh, my third nomination goes to uh, Tolu Kola. First game at fullback. Mm. Of course, uh, Reuben Garrick is out injured. Um, is 19-year-old, he ran for over 165 metres, seven tackle breaks, one line break in a losing side. He's a good player. Mate, he's got such a big future. Athlete. Only 19. Mm. Like, just in a few a few years with a few pre-seasons under his belt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's been impressive. He's been impressive uh, for Manly this year. They've had a very disappointing season, but um, I think that young man, he really has stood up and played quite well. Mm. Uh, that was thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the worksite for over 60 years. Now, just quickly, Smithy, mm. cooler playing fullback. There are a bit of whispers that the Knights might be interested in Garrick. Again, this is all just reportedly. It hasn't been confirmed. Okay. There's also been reports that the Ponga to six experiment may be considered again. Right. Um, what are your thoughts about Knights chasing Garrick for fullback? Uh, well, it all it all it all hinges on where they move Ponga, mm. really. And if they're, so I, I think that's just a sign that they're pretty keen on moving moving Ponga to six. Mm. If they're looking at Garrick to go to go across to Newcastle, um, and play fullback, then um, I think that's a clear indication that they're looking to move Kalen. Mm. But as far as you know, just on the on the Garrick thing, I, I think he's a wonderful player. He's been outstanding. I, 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 love, I love watching Ruben Garrick play. Yeah. He's, He's been great. Um, again, in the absence of, of Tom, he's taken over that number one jersey and played extremely well. Um, he, he's he's a good ball runner, safe under the high ball. Mm. He um, he's great organizer in defence. He, he works extremely hard at the back there. He, he's he's been hampered this year by injury though. Mm. He just like the last the back half of this year, and I've called a few manly games. He just looks sore. Yeah, he just looked real tender. Mm. Uh, he had some strapping around his knee, which he has had. Most seasons over the last couple, but mm. um, uh, yeah, the I think he had was it a groin or a hip issue? Yeah, he just looked really, really tender. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, when he's fit and firing, wonderful player. Yeah, wonderful player. Watching, Absolutely love watching Ruben play. It's a really interesting how the Manly handle this because you know a fullback at NRL level gets paid much more than a winger usually, unless you're yeah. tippity top. Yes. Um, and I think I think Garrick has kind of proven, I actually like him more at fullback mm. than wing. That's yeah. how good he's been. I Although, think he's been fantastic. Well, the reason why, well, a couple of reasons. You've got Tom Trebojevic yeah. there, so he's always going to be <laughs> one. Reason. But but he was fantastic on the wing. 
mm. for Manly with Travoyevich. Well, yeah. Last year, well, he scored like tw- he scored like twenty two tw- tries. Twenty two tries. Mm. Like he and Saab mm. scored like fifty between them or something like that. Yeah, I think it was. Mm. Plus, he goal kicking last year, he was just he was straight Hot. straight as an arrow. Seriously. So yeah, he's he he was fantastic for him, and why he hasn't had a look in was those couple of reasons. But yeah. Oh, I think it'd be a huge pickup for Newcastle. Yep, for sure. Now, after the news, we're going to be- begin our round 24 preview, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and myself. Thanks to the SEN app. Download it today for free on the App Store and listen anywhere, anytime, or subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify. The Captain's Run, you can listen to it anytime. Give at SEN League a follow. Uh, also brought to you by Bloke and a Bar Beer. Actually, just quickly, Smithy, for the for the listeners. Yes. Bloke jerseys are back next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Next Wednesday. So if you like the cool bloke jerseys, we are restocking them next Wednesday. As a new batch. New batch coming in. New batch coming in. Limited amount. New batch. So Wednesday, 6 p.m., you head to bloke.shop. But we've got the Brizzy Broncos versus the Eels. Selwyn Cobbo will be rested due to fatigue. Mm. Pereira replacing him on the wing. Ryan James and Reese Kennedy are also out. They'll be replaced by Keenan Palacia and Zach Hoskins. Adam Reynolds will play his 250 NRL match. The Eels, no changes made to the side that beat the Doggies 42-6. to six. How do you see this game playing? Yeah, no, city? not surprised with no changes to the Parasite. They were very good last week against the Doggies. Mm-hmm. Um, Selwyn Cobbo, that's the big one. That's the big out for the Broncos. Just, mm. I, think he, he, I think he went to Kevin Walters during the week and just said, Kevin, I'm, I'm not good at the moment. Mm. So he's give, given him a week off, at least this week, I think. Um, and then he should be back for the last round against the Dragons down in Sydney. Mm. So that's a big out, but Jordan Pereira, I think, when Cobo was missing after the final, uh, after the the third state of origin, when he was out for a few weeks, uh, Jordan Pereira was actually he did a really good job. Fantastic! I, I was really impressed with yep. his performances over those you know two or three games that he played on the wing for the mm. Broncos. A um, couple of big ins as well. Ken Palacia back. Um, Zach Hosking, <laughs> so good. Mate, he, like he. Made his debut, uh, what, about six weeks ago? Yeah. Like, he's he played, like, two or three consecutive matches and, like, played every minute. Mm, and was one of our best. One of one of the Broncos' best. So, I, I, there are a couple of good ins for the Bronx. Just need to see a bit more from them. Mm. There's so much on the line for them tonight. So much on the line for them. Like, if they lose this one, then they put themselves under a whole heap of pressure. Mm having to travel down to uh, Sydney to play against the Dragons in the last round, mm. which which will then will be a must win. Yeah. Mm. So take the opportunity, Broncos. You're playing at home in front of you, your own crowd where you, you need to play well in this game. Give yourself a chance at least of winning. They yeah. didn't do that last week at all. Like they, they were poor in a lot of efforts. 66 missed tackles last week, Kempi. Holy. 66. That's all attitude. That's just attitude. well, it is, yeah. it is, and I'll tell you what they were doing. They were a lot of grabbing, a lot of reaching for tackles. Like you cannot tackle Brandon Smith when you when you when you're trying to tackle with your hands. Mm. You cannot tackle Justin Olam, Nelson Asofa Solomona, yeah. all of these guys. You you can't tackle anyone in the NRL. You'll mm. be lucky. You'll be you'll you'll get away with one here and there, but just the amount of soft line breaks that the Storm made last week was totally opposite to what we'd seen from the Broncos for the most part of this year. Mm. The thing that they were that that they've been um applauded for this year has been their defense and how it's changed, particularly yeah. on their own try line. Mm. That's for me if I was playing in that side last week and as Ke- like the Kevy being the coach, I would have been worried about how easy they gave up points. Mm. 
Yeah. And there's no doubt, like, come this time of year and when you go into the next competition, which is the finals in the last four weeks, the best defensive sides win it all. It's just it's just a matter of fact. Mm. Yeah. It's not about, oh, let's just go and score 30 and we'll be okay. Like, you need to you need to minimise the amount of points that the opposition score. Mm. So this is a big one. I, I don't know. Like, this... They're under a lot of pressure. I, I don't know if they can get it done, to be honest. Mm, yeah, the Brisbane, like the, the the problem is, is that, you know, I just hope they're not going to this game thinking, oh, you know, we should beat the Dragons. No, no. If we want to make any dent at all in the finals, at all, mm. we have to beat teams like the Eels. Well, well, they can't. They can't think that because I bet that I bet that's exactly what they thought when they played West Tigers. Yeah, absolutely. And they got beaten. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm. they were running last. West Tigers, yeah. Broncos were fifth in that game, and I, I bet they turned up and and and, and naturally thought mm. that oh, you know, we should win, mm. we should win. Yeah. Well, yeah, you should win, but it doesn't mean you're gonna win. Mm. Don't Good. don't leave it up to chance or luck. Mm. Go and make it happen, and they have to make it happen tonight. And and a couple of guys that and I pointed this out in the call last week, a couple of guys that really need to try and ignite their attack, which was just. I don't know what their attack was last week. I, I think it's Adam Reynolds and Tamari Martin. Mm. They really need to have a lot more impact in their attack this week mm. than what they did last week. Yeah. Well, they started with a bang on play two. Yeah. They put that little trick shot kick over the top um, to Selwyn Cobbo. Mm. They, they sort of they sort of they caught um, the Storm off guard a little bit. Um, but then the only points they scored was one was Xavier Coates gifted. A four pointer to wow. Wow. <laughs> to Kurt Capewell, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other one was just late in the game with it was a, it it was a nice kick by Adam Reynolds, mm. but again they had to come up with a kick over the top of of uh, Storm winger, mm. and then Corey Oates had to have a nice finish to get another another try. So they just both sides of their game last week they were they were they weren't great, and they need to turn it around. I, I really hope they come out with a really good attitude tonight. Now the Parrot Eels though, are they back for you? Where, where oh, are the Parrot Eels for hard. you? Yeah. Oh, look again, very good on the weekend playing mm. against the Doggies, um, and and that's it was glimpses of their best football mm. once again, but they've been aside this year, particularly you know post Origin and the second half of this season where it's it's rocks or diamonds. Mm. You just don't know what they're going to toss up, mm. and not that long ago these two teams played each other. In sit at, at Combank, so yeah. Paris home ground, and and the the Broncos they actually they started really well. Mm. Um, it was a bit of toing throwing for a little bit there, and then the Broncos ran away with it in the yeah. end. Yeah. So I don't know if that's left any mental scars with with Para. I, I'd like to think not. Both sides. This is this could be. The result is is going to be huge in yeah. the context context of whether they play finals or mm. not. This well, Parrot Eels have so much to play for. They need to start hitting form, you know. So they yeah. it's a huge game for them as well. Well, I mean, massive, yeah. massive because even more so for Parramatta, I feel because you know they, they don't want to comp. Well, they well they do. They but they need to they need to get the result they need tonight. They mm. need a win because looking past this week, they finish with Melbourne Storm. Mm. So mm. they 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 finish with the Storm in the last round of the season. Yeah. So if, if you're looking at um, banking wins, and, and sure, like they need to be confident, confident going into that match against Melbourne as well. Mm. But if I'm looking at the last two rounds and looking at a game where we must win or 
we we definitely can win. It's mm. tonight against the Broncos. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Now, Penrith Panthers versus New Zealand Warriors. Uh, Luai has been named to return from knee injury. Fisher-Harris also back from suspension. Scary, scary two wins. Eisenhuth moves to the bench. Uh, Hopgood goes to reserve. Uh, Warriors, Harris Tavita returns from a knee injury at 5'8". Josh mm. Curran will start in the second row. Yeah, well, they were good last week, weren't they? Um, Penny, yeah. they, they, well, they, they, they sort of, they had some uncharacteristic mistakes again, but also like everyone understands their situation. They're missing their two organizers of their team, particularly Nathan Cleary. Um, Fisher Harris has been out as well. So they've been doing their best for the last few weeks. Mm. Um, yeah, look, oh, oh, this, this, this should be a victory, a strong victory for Penrith. Mm. Um, is is Luai like definitely playing? I, I'm not. Has he been named at six? I think I think he's like most likely going to play. Okay, well that's huge for Penrith. Yeah, because they were they were saying originally he could be out until finals. Mm. Yeah, so he's been named at six. Yeah. So he he, I'm 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 assuming he will definitely be playing. I don't think they'll be they'll be playing too many sort of smoke and mirrors down there <laughs> against at Penrith. The Warriors. I, no, against the Warriors in particular. And, and oh, no. So, so what's that? He's had, he's had a month off. I think he's had like four weeks off with yeah, that knee injury, that knee complaint. So, mm. um, yeah, that's a huge in for um, Penrith. Oh, yeah, they just – this is when they – you just watch them just start to become – Yeah, just start to clean up their game a little bit. You know, they've, they, they haven't been at their best over the last three weeks, and understandably so. They've been missing – plenty of their, their key players, but they'll just start to get back to their very clinical um, style of footy that they play for the most part of this year, and this will be a, a strong victory for Penrith. I think also for other teams, I guess, watching this game and also watching Penrith Panthers last month, if you never ever needed uh, an example of the power of defence, look at the Penny Panthers. Yep. They've had their main guys missing, and they just defend, defend they just keep themselves in the game, yep. and they've managed to beat... The Rabbitohs, uh, they've managed to – essentially, since they lost Cleary, they've what, gone 1-2, uh, lost 1. Yep. And so, lost the 1 to, to Melbourne. To Melbourne. Mm-hmm. To Melbourne Storm, who came out red hot. And they kept Melbourne to only 16 points. Yep. Um, and that's all off the back of good defence. And let's not forget, so the, the game where Cleary got sent off against Parramatta, they actually won a half of football with 12 men. Yeah. So that yeah. just that, that shows the importance of – having a, a, a good defensive system. Now, the Warriors, quickly. Yep. Uh, where, where's your head at with the Warriors at the moment? Where, like, do you, Are you excited for their recruits they brought in next oh, year? I'm looking or? forward to next year. Yeah. Oh, I think that's where the club is at and where their fans are at. Like, of course, you want them to go out and play as best they can the last two rounds, but mm. I think they, they, they'll be looking forward to finishing this year, getting it out the way, and preparing for a huge season next year. Mm. If I'm in the Warriors, I'm, I'll tell you what I'm thinking, Kempi. Let's let's create some chaos yeah. with our last with our remaining matches that we've got. Like we're taking on we're taking on a heavyweight in Penrith. Mm. Okay, at home, no one gives us a chance. Yeah. So there's absolutely no pressure or expectation on us to do well. Let's just get out there and have a crack. Mm. Well, let's let's try a couple of things yeah. without being ridiculous. Yeah. And 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 thinking that they're the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> but let's just hey, let's get out there and. Give it a give it a crack. Mm. Give it a red hot crack, boys. Like we've got two games to go in the season, mm. and then of course they finish at home, which is fantastic um, against the Gold Coast Titans, I, I believe, um, next round. So, yeah, get out there and have a crack, boys. Have yeah. fun. 
And and like the Warriors are this type of team. Like if they go back to that kind of again, not too globe trottery. No. But you know, a lot of offloads and just play that Warriors footy. Yeah, and that type of footy, Kempi, that we've seen and the Penny Panthers, they've only lost a few this year, but that type of um, unstructured ad lib, sort of, uh, particularly second phase football. Eels did it to them. It can upset their defence a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Okay. They're they're very good. They've got a great system, great structures. They've got a great understanding of each other and the way they defend. Mm. But if you if you if you move them around a little bit, and you can sort of you know get multiple players in tackles, get a late offload, shift the football, and then all of a sudden they're not in that that structure that they practice in every week. Mm. Things can happen for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like because they're so reliant on incredible line speed. As soon as you throw that offload, there's you've got four in defenders. That's wide running forwards. Yep. They're in the middle of the field, and then that's your half's what, on the other saying, side. Yeah. And the rhythm is completely you got ruck defenders defending short sides. Yep. And it's yeah, it's all out of whack. Mm. So they're very they're very good when they're in all the positions that they need to be in. Mm. Like any like any team, but yeah. it's, we're just talking about Penrith specifically because they are very hard to crack their defense. Yeah, get out there and just have a red-hot go, boys. Absolutely. Now, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to go through your texts. We've got a 1,000 texts here, so keep texting in at 0457 736 736 or give us a call, 1300 01 1170. Is there something you've always wanted to ask Smitty? Give us a call and have a chat to Smitty, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to give at SEN League a follow on Instagram. We've got Kathy from Penrith. You there, Kathy? Yeah, hi. How are you, boys? Hey, Kathy. Good. Thank you. Yourself? Very well, thank you. Long-time Storm fan here. Um, love Cameron Smith. Congratulations on a fantastic career, Cam. Thank what you. I'd like to ask you in particular is with all this talk about these bottom teams not playing for anything and giving up halfway through the season when it's quite evident they can't make the eight. Cast your mind back, Cam, to 2010. Yes. Your Storm yes. team played for zero points that year. Yep, that's right. You won 14 games and you lost 10. Now, what made you guys go out there every week and give it your best? Explain how you guys could do it back then, yet these teams today have got no interest in trying and they've got yeah. nothing to gain. Oh, yeah, well, that's a that's a great question, uh, Cathy. Um, we, we sort of sat down after we'd learned the news that we wouldn't be playing for any points in that year. Um, and we had to make a decision for what we we're actually playing for. Um, and there were still some some really you know great reasons or strong reasons why we should go out and, and play well and not just throw the towel in and just say, well, our season's over. Number one was, well, we each have pride, don't we? We have pride in our performances and pride in the result and, and what we do for our club. Um, we had our fans and our members that still stuck by our football team and our and our football club through that really tough period. We had some sponsors that stayed on board as well. Um, and then we had all the staff of, of our footy club that are there every day working hard to try and um, you know, improve the situation. So I think from a player's point of view, first and foremost, Kathy, it was, it was, a, it was a pride thing. You know, like no matter the situation that we're in where we were told that we weren't playing for points and we knew a long way out from the finals that we weren't going to be a part of that final series in 2010, we still wanted to walk off every off the field after every game with our heads held high thinking, you know what, we went out there to try and do our very best for our team and for our sponsors and for our fans and our members and everyone that follows the Melbourne Storm 
Um, so that, you know, we could, we could, when we walked off the field, like we felt good about ourselves still. So that was that, I, I guess that was the main thing. Um, but yeah, great question. Great question. Thank you, Cameron, because that is my point exactly as to why these players in today's age, they're too soft. Now, Melbourne's got 40,000 plus members. And I'll tell you what, we remember those days back in 2010 and we couldn't be more proud of those boys. Yet today's boys who just seem to think, oh, well, you know, we can't win, can't get in the top eight sort of thing. Well, you know, we'll just hang around and look for a holiday. And that yeah. is, a, it's a mentality that is not being driven into the young, the young people today coming through. Thanks for your call, Cathy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Ah, great point there from Cathy. Um, it was an incredible season from the Storm to uh, go on, win 14 games. Uh, and it's why the Storm, one of the best, if not the best, sporting organisation this country has produced. Now, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got plenty of more uh, games to preview. And uh, we're going to get through to your text. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to give us a text 0457 736 736. Follow at SEN League. Great Instagram page to follow for all your rugby league news and the biggest personalities in the rugby league game. Uh, hey, Smithy and Kemp, love the show. Just wondering if you could provide tangible examples of standards that make a club successful. It is not dropping the ball for five minutes. Um, is it not dropping the ball for five minutes uh, at training or repeating the sprint you did because someone pulled up short? Cheers, Maka. Well, we we're just talking about that in the ad break, weren't we? Like mm. that, you might be able to give a quick example of the Broncos, like when you're leading up to some conditioning as a young player. And if yeah. So yeah, when I was a, a teenager, like if you even looked like you know your head was down and your body language was a bit negative because you're about to do a fitness session, the senior players would be like, "Mate, pull your head in." They'd be what, onto you yeah, straight away. Why, why are you complaining? A bit of fitness? You're kidding yourself. You're lucky to be here. Um, and that was standard set. So that's mm. a, a tangible example. We're going to head to a break after the break. Got plenty of big, big games. To preview. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and my smell. My smell. My smell. My smell. Smelfy. Also smelfy. Remember, you can catch up on anything you miss from the show via our podcast, which you can download now on the SEN app, or you can go to Apple and Spotify. You subscribe there. Have your say throughout the show 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736 and give at SEN League a follow. But it's time now to look at our game of the round, and we do that thanks to Suncorp. Get award-winning car insurance with Suncorp. So if you're looking for a bit of insurance for the car, head over to Suncorp, get it sorted. But, Smitty, we've got Storm versus the Roosters. Now, Kofusi is back in the second row. Nelson Asafa-Solomona moves to the front row. What about his form oh, lately? Wow. Stop it. Um, Kamakamitha, back to the bench. Wishart won't play until finals due to ankle injury. Then for the Roosters, both Lindsay Collins and Toki Alho return on the bench while Paul Momorowski is replaced by Drew Hutchin at the centre. Nat Butcher will play his 100th NRL game. How do you see this playing out, Smitty? Is Momorowski injured? Has I, to be. I, I, don't, I think he's actually not been playing not the best. Ah, okay. I think, okay. I think. Okay. Um, well, look, I, I'm back on my... my my boy's in. I'm mm. back in the storm, although this is going to be a cracking match. Hence, this being our Suncorp game of the round. Um, I don't, what did the storm take out of last week? I'm not too sure because that, that wasn't really a tough game for them. They, it, was a, it was a training run mm-hmm. um, as such, like for the most part of that game. 
So it's really hard to get a gauge of where they're at. Mm. Really, really good performance against Penrith the, the previous week, but at the same time, playing against an underman Penrith side. Mm. So what's their mindset? I think that's the question I have is what's their mindset? Are they capable of winning this game? Of course they are. But where are their heads at as far as their lead into this match? Because this is a very different prospect that they're facing oh. this week. They're facing a side that are, that are in really good form. They've got all their big guns playing. Um, as you mentioned, um, you know, Takiaho back, Lindsay Collins back as well, which only bolsters their side. Um, Hargraves is, is playing well alongside Matty Lodge. Lodge has been outstanding that, for that, them. That pairing for them has been great. Um, can only imagine Jared Weir Hargraves this week. Oh. And thinking, mate, I'm coming up against Jesse Bromwich. Rothen big, a bit. Big Asofa Salamona. He just, his eyes will be spinning mm. in his head. A bit of history between Nas and Tokiaho as well. A little bit of history. Mm. Oh, mate. Wow. Playing in a final. Got binned in the first, what? Wow. 20 seconds. Holy. Both of them um, at, the, at the cricket ground. 2019. Mm. Um, on the same side too. I'm just creating arguments for both sides here. Mm. On, on, on the Roosters side though. Okay, they've won six in a row. They're looking for a seven straight. Mm. Just having a look at their opposition, though, in that in those six weeks. Mm. Not the strongest competition. Mm. I think the strongest would be Cowboys that had a, a really rough week. That's it. That's, that's right, it. down in Sydney. Mm. And they had a pretty rough week. We, we can all excuse them for not being at their best. Think back prior to that, though, Kempe. Um, in, in the three games before, they went on this, this little uh, winning streak of, of theirs. They lost to Melbourne. They lost to Penrith. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Parramatta. Mm. I think so. I think it was Parramatta. Mm. So when you when they were playing against those sides, they didn't get any good results. So mm. we'll get a really, really good look at Roosters and a gauge on where they are actually sitting in this sort of top mm. eight sort of picture when they travel to Melbourne um, Friday night and take on the Storm. Because the, the concerning thing with the Roosters, it's – they're on an incredible run and they've just been slowly building. They're a very scary side to play right now. And I I think that they absolutely are going to make a run for it. Mm -hmm. But there is a world where they could miss the eight. That's right. Absolutely. If they lose against the Storm, they play the Rabbitohs in the new stadium Mm. or the the rebuilt stadium. Yep. It's... So it's not just a matter of, oh, yeah, we're just going to cruise into the eight. They literally are playing for a final spot, which seems bizarre because they seem like one of the top-tier sides right <laughs> well, now. Well, well they're, they're the team with the best form. So they've yeah. won six in a row. I think mm. the next is, I think, both Sharkies and, and Melbourne, they've won four. Mm. But this is the team with with the most consecutive wins right now in the comp. Yeah, wow. So that, that's what I'm saying. I, I think we'll, they'll, we'll have a really good look at the Roosters and actually show us where they are at because they're taking on one of the heavy, heavyweights. Mm. Now, think back only, you know, what was it, eight weeks ago, they, they, didn't get, they couldn't get the job done mm. against those top-tier sides. Mm. They are now facing a couple of them in consecutive weeks and they need to get the job done. So um, huge game, huge game for, for Roosters, huge game for Storm, but uh, particularly Roosters looking to try and – well, they're trying to lock in a spot in the finals. Mm. If they win this one, I think they, they're in. They stay. Mm. Do you, as a, you know, you've obviously played so many years, do you rather an easy run into finals, so you're rested or whatever, mm. or do you think it's better to play top-tier teams? Uh, top-tier. Really? No, I like, I like to play the tough ones. I so like, like playing the top teams. So the Sharks, for example, you'd rather, they've got an easy draw. That's a negative. Yeah. Yeah, wow. 
Well, I'm not saying it's a negative. I just, I just much prefer mm. to play. Be battle hardened. Yeah, I just much prefer to be playing the teams up the top of the ladder because they're they're in good form as well. Mm. They all know it's coming close to finals. You're playing against teams in form. You just you're ready to go because you're going to be you're going to be facing those sides in yeah in the finals anyway. Like look at Melbourne. I think I used this maybe earlier in the week or last week on our show. Um, you look at Melbourne in in 2021. They had the softest run ever, mm. and I know the competition wasn't as as competitive as it as it is this year. But <laughs> like the last six weeks, like they they scored like 300 points mm. in the last six games of the season leading to the finals. Then they play week one against Manly. Manly didn't turn up. They beat them by 30 or 40 mm. in week in a semi final. Yeah, have a week off, and then they turn up against Penrith. And I know they only just got beaten, but mm. I just think they were. They they weren't they weren't hard enough. Mm. They weren't battle hardened for that contest. And if they were, it might have been a very different result. Mm. Well, it's the same with Manly. Manly had a, a really easy run into the finals that same year. They got got up against a storm and got absolutely dust. Like <laughs> the, whereas the week before, mm. they if you actually watch the matches, like the end score was like you know forty to twenty to to Manly. But mm. if you watch them, it was against the Cowboys, and the Cowboys took it to them for the first half. Yeah, and it was that incredible second half by. Tom Trebojevich. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, I I agree. Like in regards to being ready to go for a run in finals, you want a tough draw. Like last three or last two games, I'd say two to three games. But in regards, to obviously, position, you want a soft run. Obviously, mm. with the Sharkies, hopefully they can. Uh, well, if you're a Sharkies fan, mm. but um, Melbourne versus the Roosters, I just I cannot wait for this match. I just think it's going to be absolute fireworks. I could I would make the argument Roosters right now with all their players back, they arguably have the best front row rotation in the comp. Right. Because they've got Hargreaves, Lodge. Then they've got Tokiaho, Collins. Mm. Like, I'm trying to think of another squad that has that high quality in the four. There's other, I think there's other squads with better starters. Yep. But four front rowers are that, that high quality. I'm trying to think. No, no. Yeah, no, I think you You're might right be right. Up there. Yeah, I think you might be right. Mm. I think that's, that's a really strong rotation, as you just mentioned. Well, you, you're talking about, you know, um, Takiaho and Collins, they're both representative players yeah. coming off the bench. Yes. So so Lodge and Hargraves go to the go to the bench mm. and you're replacing them with, with rep players. So yeah. Big one. Big Very. one. I'm, I'm tipping I'm tipping Melbourne. Who are you tipping? I'm putting you I'm putting you on the spot here, mate. Come on. Oh, you're Roosters, aren't you? I think yeah. the Roosters get you the job say done. Roosters, it's oh, all good. Mate, I think I think the Roosters get the job done. I, I I'm I'm not hesitant as in because I, I I just I just I don't know who's gonna win. But if I had to pick anyone, put it this way, Lindsay Collins and Tokiao don't come back in, I go Storm. Okay. But I just think that's going to be super hard to combat uh, through the middle there. Who Who's going to have to – who will be best on ground if Roosters win? Best on ground if Roosters win. It's uh, oh, a really tough one. Probably uh, probably Kiri. He's really starting okay. to hit form. Yep. He's really starting to hit form. Mm-hmm. Um, best on ground for Storm if Storm win. I think Hughes. Hughes, he's so good. Yep. Lariat is good. I think Hughes. If Hughes goes out there and has a monster game, um, yep, Storm get this one done. The the one area where I think the Storm can um, really upset the the Roosters is because they do have a massive forward rotation. The, the four players that are so big that I just think maybe the speed around the ruck with Harry Hughes Munster, um, 
it may be hard for Roosters to combat that mm-hmm. if they just if because there were periods there against the Broncos where the speed around the ruck was so quick the Broncos just couldn't even get back in time. Yeah, and so that's where I think the Storm may have some success with the bigger forwards in the middle there um, of the Roosters. But on the flip side, the size of that pack, the Roosters may have incredible go forward, and then you've got Suwali'i coming in off the edge there for an incredible run. So. Yeah, that's our um that was our game of the round thanks to Suncorp Car Insurance, winner of Canstar's outstanding claims award seven years in a row. Seven years in a row. Now, onto the Raiders versus Manly Seagulls. Raiders remain unchanged after their twenty eight twenty two win over Newcastle. What happened there? Wow we uh knew we well don't know. Manly Seagull team oh. news. Um Taui Maolo Vega has been named to debut on the wing. Apologies if I got that wrong, replacing Alfred Smalley. Andrew Davies starts his second row in the place of Ethan Bullimore, while Tafoa Sipley starts at prop in place of Martin Tapao. Mm. I was I was sitting there watching that Canberra game last week, thinking, "What is happening?" Oh my god! Like you, you, you need to win all of your matches mm. to to be involved in finals. Mm. But they hey, they got the job done, so good on them. Um, it took them. <laughs> the be- like the best part of that second half to get it done, but they got it done, um, so remains unchanged. I think they go on and win again. Yeah, I think they go on and win again. Really? I, I, yeah, I just I, Manly seems as though they've they've just fallen in a heap. Well, um, it was only recent. Like Martin Tupau put up a on his Instagram. Basically, it was all the times where he didn't get the ball in plays. Mm-hmm. And so, so someone had created a oh, hi- no. a highlight reel <laughs> saying the reason why Manly lost is because Martin Tapao never gets the ball. And then he, he reshared it in oh, his story. No. And he's already asked for a release earlier this year. So I'm I'm concerned internally what's happening what's at happening? Manly. Yeah. It seems to be something. Fair bit going on. Mm. Fair bit going on. Because they, they seemed like they were travelling pretty good there for, mm. for a period of, of the season. Really and, good. And, and travelling like pretty like nicely. Just, yeah. Just putting along nicely, you know, picking up, you know, Wins here, wins there. Mm. Look like for certain they were, they were going to play finals, mm. and then it's just it's it's fallen in a heap. It really has over the last month. Really and, sad because like yeah yeah so like look there's, you you can't say that there's, there's clearly something going on, but it it seems that way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. That for there's sure. a little bit of unrest there. It's a shame for Kieran Foran, yeah, um, who's going to be moving on from the club um, at the end at the end of this year. He's had a huge season wearing that number six jersey. Some of the best games I've seen him play mm. um, in his career, he, he played this year. So um, unfortunate for him, but um, oh, yeah, I, I think I think Canberra get this one done. I'll tell you what, they're going to have to be a lot better than what they were last week, though. Mm. Very different competition that they're playing this week, mm. Manly. Yeah, it's uh... much better side than the Newcastle, and it, and as I said, it took them, it took a huge second half to get the job done last week. They're going to have to play out a full eighty this week against mm. Manly. Well, it's a, it's a scary game for the Raiders because, you know, we have to remember this is still a side with DC and Foreign in it. This is still a side yeah, that was yeah. taking it to the top. You know, the Cowboys only just beat them on the buzzer. Yep. Um, so it's a very dangerous game. Now yep. onto the Sharkies. Beat Shark- Melbourne. Beat Melbourne, exactly. Now onto the Sharkies versus the Bulldogs. Uh, Talakai returns at centre. Teague Wilton is back on the bench, so Trindle moves to 18. 18th man. Uh, Fafita will play his final home game for the Sharks. Congratulations on an incredible Sharks career, Fafita. Mm-hmm. The Bankstown Bulldogs, Canary Bankstown Bulldogs. Thompson has been named but could miss match due to illness. Josh Jackson moves to second row. 
Tavita Pangai Jr. is out of the squad altogether and has been named to play reserve grade. Wow. Big news there. What's happening there? I don't know. Just a little bit going on behind the scenes, well, you reckon? Well, it's interesting because like, even Tavita came out and said like he cannot, like Seraldo is going to be such a great coach. So I wonder whether, you know, Potter just doesn't see the same that maybe Seraldo yep. sees right. uh, in Tavita. Okay. Um, because, yeah, a player like Tavita being dropped, very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, well, you know, like Mick Potter's the coach and mm. he understands what's going on at the moment. So yeah. he's been left out. Um, yeah, look, I, I think, again, this is just one of the, another one of these games that uh, I think Cronulla get the job done against mm. against the Bulldogs. Um, Bulldogs convincingly beaten last week also. Um, another another club that's had to go through a torrid year. Mm. Um, a lot of things happening uh, away from the playing field. But, yeah, the Sharkies... I can't believe there's not more being said about the Sharks. They're just flying under the radar. The, the, the thing I've heard most about the Sharks is where they're going to play their first week of finals. Yeah. Not about, hey, like they're, they're a threat, legitimate threat to win this premiership. Mm. It's, uh, I mean, you could, they, they could argue that Hines is a favourite for the Dally M. Is it because they don't have like one of like, and I, I'm I'm trying to say this in 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 a way that's not disrespectful to the guys playing there, mm. but one of the guys that are, you know, got a huge profile. Mm. That's probably the best way to say it. Well, and like mm. so, like they don't have a they don't have a Munster mm. or a Cleary, um, a Latrell Mitchell. You know these type of guys that are, um, you know, that the media heavily focus on a lot. Mm. They got big profiles. They they're used in the media. Um, a lot. They're used in the game a lot by the NRL. Um, Nico Hines, he's he's been probably the rock star down at Cronulla this year and, and deservedly so. He, he's played extremely well. But do you think that's a reason why? Mm. Because to this day, like, they're sitting third. Yeah. They're sitting third in this in our competition and there's hardly been a word spoken about them. Mm. Like, it's all, like, uh, and, and you can understand too, like, people are continually talking about Penrith and, and Melbourne but but I, there's been more talk about the Cowboys mm. than what I've heard about the Sharkies. Yeah, it's surprising. Absolutely, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what your take is. No, no, I, I agree. I think the Storm, uh, the Sharkies are absolutely a threat. Nico Hines arguably could be favourite for the Dally M, mm. and they like so they've got arguably the Dally M player leading them around the park. He's having career best, incredible year, um, and yet no one's talking about them as a premiership threat, or not mm. no one. No. But they are absolutely a premiership threat. And I think that I, I spoke about it last week. Uh, actually, yeah, we spoke about it. I think that they're the, the closest team to becoming the next powerhouse. I know that it's that, you know, years away from winning the multiple premierships, whatever. Mm. But I'm just saying mm. that they've got, it seems like they've got good infrastructure as a club. They've got a good young seven. He's only 26 years old. He's got so much more improvement in him. They, they, they seem like they've got a young uh, outside backs that have all talked to each other and understand they need to pay, 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 cut, yep. pay cuts. Yep. I'm excited for the um, Sharkies. Um, We've we got to head to a break. But before we go to the break, I'll just leave you with a nice text here. <laughs> you guys seem to make up some dribble and some BS as you go on the run. <laughs> Why do you two not disagree more? Seem to be in each other's pockets all the time. <laughs> Which teams do you guys dislike and hate? That's, no. I'll leave. I'll let that marinate, guys. Uh, <laughs> we're like we're like-minded people. That's why we agree a lot. Uh, I don't know.
We disagree on some things. Yeah, some. Uh, last week, I said the Broncos would win. Got tailed up. Yeah, I said 13 plus. <laughs> We're going to head to a break. After the break, uh, we've still got some, uh, we've got the best hands. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Holy schnitz. My favorite time of the show. Holy schnitz moment. So stay tuned for the holy schnitz moments of the week. Holy schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to schnitz. Home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time now for my favourite time of the show, Holy Schnitz moment. Holy Schnitz. Where we yell Holy Schnitz to the top of our lungs, an incredible moment that happened during the week. Now, Smithy, I've got a moment I would like to share with the world. Okay. When this happened, I literally yelled Holy Schnitz as loud as I could <laughs> yell. Watching the UFC on Sunday, Leon Edwards, he, only, he won the first round. He's a massive underdog. He's fighting against a guy called uh, Kamaru Usman. Usman is pound for pound at the time the best fighter in the world and arguably one of the greatest ever in his division. Massive, uh, like he's a massive favorite. Anyway, so Leon wins the first round. After that, Leon is completely dominated for the rest of the fight. I'm talking four rounds or three, yeah, four rounds essentially of just domination by Usman. With less than a minute to go, the fight is over. Edwards is done. Head kick, knocks out Usman oh. completely, beats the pound-for-pound best in the world and arguably the greatest of his uh, weight division of all time. Wow. Brutal. Boom. Holy schnitz. Incredible moment in UFC. There what about you yourself? Uh, I had a holy schnitz moment this morning, actually. Wow. Yeah, got up this morning just uh, having a little browse on the news and found out um, that McLaren, so Formula One racing team McLaren, mm. They've uh, they've announced that Daniel Ricardo, our own Daniel Ricardo, Aussie, wow. Aussie boy, he's from Western Australia. He will be leaving the team at the end of this season, twenty twenty two. Not Danny. Of course, he, he joined the the team uh, twelve months ago, and mm. it's been a, a largely unsuccessful um, stint at McLaren mm. uh, by Daniel Ricardo's standards, mm. um, struggling for victories or even podiums at times. Mm. But uh, he's going to be moving on. So that was my whole – when I seen it, I went, holy schnitz. That is a holy just schnitz a, moment. Just a big surprise. Yeah, Because I, I think he, he, re, he really enjoyed his time. I don't think he said as, so, said, said as much since uh, the news broke this morning. He said, really enjoyed my time at McLaren. You know, found out a few things about myself as a person and a driver. Mm. Can't thank everyone enough for my time there. But now he's got to find himself a drive. Wow. He's got to find himself a seat. They're hard to find too, and he's mm. been his form hasn't been the best, unfortunately. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. They were our holy schnitz sporting moments, thanks to Schnitz. Got that winning taste right now. Snitch, Snitz handcrafted schnitzels, made fresh and made just for you. After the news, we'll continue our round twenty-four preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Uh, we got some a uh, big game to preview. Big big game. Rabbitohs versus the Cowboys. Uh, Paolo has been dropped and replaced by wing Isaac Thompson. Tom Burgess returns on the bench after a groin injury, and Cody Nickareem also returns on the bench from injury. So Tane Milne goes to reserves. North Queensland Cowboys. Scott Drinkwater moves to 5'8 to replace Tom Dearden. Hamiso Tabuai Fido starts at fullback. Uh, how do you see this game playing yeah, out? Well, well, Tom Dearden, he's suffered yeah. a. Something to the testicle. The family jewels. Yeah. Oof. But what about how tough's this? So he suffered it in the game. Didn't report until the following morning. No. Ruptured testicle. Wow. Oh, I don't know whether he's brave or he's crazy. Wow. I don't know. 
big effort though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, to go home with that, thinking, what are you thinking there? Are you just thinking, oh, just it's just a bit sore. I copped a whack there, and I don't know. Mm. It'll go away. Ruptured testicle though. Mate. Anyway. So Tommy Dearden's out, uh, which means drink water goes to six. Hammer so back to fullback where he started the year. Mm. So the hammer, he'll be happy um, going back to one. Jackson Bowler, we're just talking about in the ad break. He, he didn't have a great game on the weekend. Dropped a a few uh, balls, particularly in try-scoring opportunities. Um, just, yeah, it wasn't his night, Jackson Bolo. So um, he is replaced by Isaac Thompson. Isaac Thompson back in the lineup. I think you mentioned last week you were surprised he missed out. Yeah, I was very surprised. But he was injured. We didn't know. Oh, didn't know okay. He I found injured. out after that he was okay. injured, so that okay. makes sense. Um, another one of these games, that's it's going to be huge, huge for um, the makeup of the finals. If uh, Rabbits lose this one, they're in danger. Another team. They're yeah. in, they're, they are in danger of missing out mm. on the finals. Mm. Um, North Queensland, again, a challenge. Um, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Challenge to go down to Sydney and play well. They're going to have to at some stage. Mm. They're going to have to do this at some stage to go down there and play well. Um, does it, is it a little bit harder without Tom Dearden? Possibly. But, you know, you're replaced... You're replacing him with a, a, a player that's in great form, Scott Drinkwater, and as we just mentioned, the hammer at fullback in his preferred position too. What are your What are your thoughts on move, like heading into the finals, moving a key player to a six instead of keeping him at one? Yeah, no, good point. But I think the makeup of that side to to, to go down there and, and try and get their best game out of the eighty minutes is is moving um, the hammer into one. Yeah, and Scott Drinker Drinkwater six. Mm. I think that's where he played majority of his footy growing up well, in the halves. Drinky was supposed to be a half at the start of this year, and he was battling with Dearden. Yeah. And it was only because Dearden's defense was stronger that Peyton selected Dearden over <clears throat> Drinky. There you go. And it was only Hamiso getting injured at fullback yep. where Drinky came in and killed it that mm. kept him in the fullback spot. Yep. So this is a big one. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of I'm 50-50 with this. I'm going Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's been people. We've had some people text in saying we don't, we've never disagreed. <laughs> we never disagree. Um, mm, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Cowboys as well. Yep. All uh, right. And I'm not saying that because you say Cowboys. <laughs> I'm saying that because I just think that I think this is a bit of a line in the sand for them mm. um, this week to go. Hey, listen, we need to get down there and we need to get the job done. And they've got a lot to play for. We mentioned earlier in the show. Mm. They win this one. I think it, it it almost guarantees a home final, which would be week huge one. for the area. Week one and finals, Rabbitohs. I, I actually, it's it's going to be an incredible game. If if uh, Storm Roosters aren't matched around, then this is a match of the round for sure. Uh, I I just think that both have played so much. How good has Latrell Mitchell been? His form, oh massive. Seriously, have we Crazy. have we ever seen a guy as big as him with his silky as hands? Um, yeah, possibly not. Like. I'm trying to think of a guy that's been yeah. as not big. in our time. Yeah, but like we've seen vision of say like Arthur Beetson. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. Like mm. if and some of our listeners that were around when they got to watch Big Artie when he was playing, I, they, they were yeah. You could see that he had lovely touch with his hands. He had a nice soft pass. He had a pass through the line, a pass pre-line, all the great skills, and he was a big man as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, like he's yeah he's. He's a good player. Oh, he's a God. very good player, and Incredible. and and he's 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 been a big part of this surge, this late surge by the Rabbitohs into mm. this finals. But yeah, big game. I'm just 
Love to see the Cowboys mm. come up with a victory in Sydney. Um, mm. But the Rabbits, they're going to be fired up. They're going to be fired up. Mate, speaking of fired up, uh, we've got a text here about uh, my UFC chat. G'day, Shaggers. Please, Kempi, stick to footy. If you think Usman, it says Uzama, so you've got that name wrong, bros, is a better welterweight than GSP, that's George St. Pierre, you need to go get a HRA. Hey, bros, you may need to go back to school and know what the word arguably means. It means that you could argue that he's the GOAT. <laughs> and also, all the great uh, current biggest uh, analysts in MMA, we're talking Luke Thompson, Ariel Hawane, we're talking Joe Rogan, all those guys agree that he arguably is one of the greatest. So go back to school, bros. Now, uh, on to Tigers v. Dragons uh, at 2 p.m., Combank Stadium. Uh, Luke Garner, Ken Mamala, Taumau, Alex Seifarth are all out. Mm. Uh, Junior Pargo, Pargo comes onto the wing. Uh, team Free, Tom Freeburn starts in the second row. Offen Galway starts at prop. Brown starts at lock, and Simkin is the new hooker. And for St. George, Jack Bird, who had an incredible game at lock on the weekend, mm. moves from lock to centre to replace suspended Moses Embai. DeBellum goes to lock. He was in the front row. And Aaron Wood starts at prop. Francis Molo, Andrew McCulloch are out. Jaden Sullivan starts at hooker. How wow. do you see this going? Thousand changes for both yeah, sides. Wowzers. Um, yeah, look, I, I think I'm going to back the Dragons here. Mm. I'm going to back the Dragons to have a win. Um, just a lot happening at the West Tigers. A lot happening. I, I just think they, they need to go out and just play out the season as best they can. I, I think they're looking for the finish line, though. Mm. I just I feel as though they're looking for the finish line. Last week was embarrassing for them. Embarrassing. 72 points against. That's just... Well, that's just it's just not good enough at this level. Um, that's almost schoolboy footy mm. score lines. Um, junior footy score lines when you're just completely outmatched. And was it last year that they got done by storm by like sixty six or something like that? Yeah, I think it was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That would have been one of the those big wins that that uh, we mentioned earlier with with the Melbourne Storm. But yeah, I, I, it looks as though that the Tigers players they're just looking for the finish line. They got mm. a fortnight to go. They they need to really go out and try and restore some some pride though mm. in that jersey that they wear against the Dragons. Um, I just think the Dragons are a much better footy footy side than the West Tigers, though, this weekend. Man, it's uh, like if, if they couldn't get up for the Roosters game, the Tigers. Yeah, you know, know. How do they how are they going to get themselves up for the Dragons game? I mean, they should. There's no mm. there's no saying that, oh, yeah, it's okay. It's it's absolutely not okay. No. I mean, the, the tough thing that I'm, I guess it surprises me with the Tigers is that you'd have to say nearly every single player in this squad is playing for their careers right now. At the Tigers? Yeah. Absolutely. Like every single player right there, their mm. future is not safe. And that's so what, that's what's surprising is that surely at least that could get the boys, you yep, know, up and up, about. Yeah. Yep. Um, now with the Dragons, uh, look, what the Dragons are such an interesting because a lot of people didn't have them in their eight. Some people had them as a smoky for their eight. Yep. I just... They haven't really recruited for next year. Mm. And what's what I'm, I guess, it doesn't, what concerns me with the Dragons going forward is that they have been underwhelming this year. They haven't recruited anyone for next year. Mm-hmm. They've actually lost a bunch of players. Like there's a few of their experienced heads won't be there. And I, I just, where is the improvement going to come from? Mm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's got to come from a preseason and sorting out exactly what type of team they want to be next year because there's no they've been up and down. Mm. 
They've been up and down, and they have played. They have played some good footy this year. Yeah. Oh, there's there's no denying that. Mm. There's no denying that at all. And you think back to, I think it's Andrew McCulloch's three hundredth. Mm. They scored thirty two points oh. against the Rabbits. Was incredible. So, like, it's there. Mm. It's there for them. They just, they just need to find it consistently. And I go back to that word consistency and consistent consistency, whatever way you want to talk about it, but. As an individual and as teams, that's you need to find a way to be able to be a consistent footy side. Mm. And that may not be, you know, your best may not be as good as the best team in the comp, and let's say that's Penrith, okay? But if you're consistently at your best, you're going to give yourself a really good chance of winning more games than you lose. Mm. And if you do that, you'll be a part of finals. Mm. You'll be a part of the finals. And you'll be able to recruit. Race. Much easier to recruit that yeah. way too. If you're yeah. in finals footy, much easier to recruit. Yep. Um, and you look at this Dragon squad, like, okay, yeah, a bit of an aging pack with some some older heads. But you look at some of their youth coming through, it's some of the best in the comp, you know. Yep. You've got uh, Sullivan. You've got Sloan, who's really starting to find his form. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Zach Lomax, who at his best is fantastic. You've got um, Suley. You've got uh, Fago on the wing. So there, there is some promise there. I just, again, I just... They must be pulling up from internal, like their internal squad, because I just mm. haven't seen in a, in a recruitment for the people they've lost. Yes, um, they're bringing up all their like junior development. Yeah, yeah, so which which may be a really good thing. It may be a really good thing. Uh, now we've got some text here. Hi guys, you can scrap Isaac Thompson. He didn't get through training. That's from Darren. So wow, yeah, Darren's he might have given us a bit of a breaking news. Darren, thanks, Daz, if you're right. Um, so Jackson. Bolo might be, Maybe back, be in. back in. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. If okay. they, is there, if there is someone else in the squad, because um, mm. he's had quite a big week, uh, Jackson. Um, another text here: Tigers are looking for the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> they in the Depound Archerland drinking lagers. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> Kirk, oh, Kirk, he's saying, mate, Tigers are in the finish, looking for the finish line, mate. They're in the departure lounge drinking the beers already. Bloke in a bar beer. That's well, well, that's what it looked like last week, at least. <laughs> um, hello, guys. Do you think it would strengthen the Panthers playing Sean O'Sullivan off the bench in the finals instead of Jamin Summon? Or would this go against what they've been preparing for all season? I notice Summon isn't playing this week. Is he rested or injured? That's from Oren Parkbear. Um, I, I think he's just been replaced. Mm. I think he's just been replaced by... I haven't heard any injury new, news coming out of uh, the Panthers about Salmon. Um, I think he's just been replaced with Luai being back. Mm. And I know I, I think they just feel that, that um, O'Sullivan's the best seven for them mm. to to guide them around the park. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also with O'Sullivan, uh, you, you want to get as many games under your belt as possible because in the final series, if, if something goes down. If to go wrong mm. with, with Nathan, um, then he'd be the first man in. Yeah, for sure. Now, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got the Titans versus the Knights to preview. I'm sure you're all riveting, weighted in bated breath for us to preview that. Um, and then we're going to read your text. So we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Smithy, we've got some breaking news here. For okay. a, a text in from yep. Josh from Tarmor. Breaking okay. news. He says, more breaking news. Roosters to beat the Storm 13 plus and the goat to cry live on the coverage. <laughs> That's some breaking news there. <laughs> Um, um, some great Josh, I'll news. guarantee you, mate, I will not be crying. <laughs> I will not be crying. I hope it's a cracking game. It will be a cracking game. If the Roosters are too good for Storm, then so be it. So be it. So be it. It's great for our competition. Uh, now on to, to Storm. 
<laughs> on to <laughs> Titans versus the Knights. Uh, Titans, Patrick Herbert is out with a knee injury. Um, replaced him at centre. It's Jamin Jolliffe to start at prof. Uh, at at uh, prop, sorry. Khalees uh, Haas is joins the bench for his NRL debut. And Khalees Haas, apologies if I'm not saying that right. Khalees Haas? Haas is uh, Payne Haas's younger brother. There you go. Uh, so really interesting to see how he goes. Um, now, on to the Newey Knights. Tyson Brazel and Saifidi both return. Matt Croker and Jacob Saifidi revert to the bench. How do you see this match playing out? I've got no idea. <laughs> this could be anything. Literally. This could be the highest scoring game in, in the entire season. Like, I'm talking like 40-40. Yes. <laughs> I really could. It really could. Well, like, Titans showed only a couple of weeks ago against Manly. Like they put 40 on Manly. Yeah. And leaked 24. Leaked 24. Yeah, yeah, it was. So... Who knows? And Newcastle last week scored what against Canberra? 20-something-odd? 20 22. So they both can score points. It's just a matter of if they, if they pack their shoulders. Really, that's what it is. That's what it comes down to. Like both their seasons are over. They're, mm. they're way down on the ladder. Um, both, in my opinion, have underperformed mm. severely. Oh. Severely. Mate, you had... They're much better footy sides. You than had the Titans top six. Top six, mate. Top six, mate. After, I did. After two weeks, I had Newey as the Smokey for a top six finish. There you go. So both very much underperformed, um, and yeah, you know, they've battled different things throughout the years, and they've had all sorts of challenges. But every club has had that. Mm. They just haven't handled it as well. Gold Coast just haven't played well. I don't believe. But um, there's a, this is their last home game, Gold Coast. Mm. So if they can find. Something to get up for. It's it's got to be that. Yeah. It's it's Sunday Arvo. Um, I think it's meant to be pretty good weather as well. So, hope to see a big crowd out there at Seabus Stadium. And they need to get it done for their fans. Mm. That's really what they got left. Now play. we are going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to wrap the show up, but also get to your text. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Now we'll get to get tips, Smithy. Tips. Okay, let's do it. Broncos Eels. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say Eels. Panthers, Warriors. Panthers. Storm, Roosters. Storm in a tight one. Raiders, Sea Eagles. Raiders. Sharkies, Dogs. Ooh, sharkies. Rabbitohs, <laughs> Cowboys. Uh, come on, Cows. Let's go, Cows. Tigers, Dragons. Dragons. Titans v. The Knights. Titans in a huge match this Sunday. Because <laughs> if wow. they win, they avoid the wooden spoon. Oh, yes. Very true. So another thing to play for. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That is us done and dusted for the week, guys. We've got a few texts here to say uh, bye to you, the ladies and gentlemen that listen to all this show. We've got Smithers, Pedro Brisbane here. My question, would you rather be tackled by Justin Olam or tackle Justin? Oh, I'd rather be, I don't know. I'd rather be tackled. I'm going to tackle him. You're going to tackle him? Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. (laughs) Um, Now... Thanks for listening, guys. Download the SEN app. Follow us on uh, Apple and Spotify, The Captain's Run. Also follow at SEN on Instagram. Appreciate you tuning in, and we'll see you next week. See you all later. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.